Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Making a Disney fan podcast. You ain't never had a podcast like ours. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, we are pretty pretty unique trio. <laughs> yeah, I like the, our formats and such, and it's always fun trying to get this non-fan to like what we like. <laughs> yeah, you do what yep. you can. Yep, and we will keep on doing what we can. <laughs> All right, so our non-fan here is our very own Iago. I like Iago. I, I like Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> he is a man who does not hold any punches. Yeah, he's funny. He got, he got canceled, didn't he? Well, he died recently. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's no. what <laughs> No. Like, I remember he got fired from being the Aflac duck. I don't know. That was probably far oh. before. Oh, I don't think it's specifically canceled. Anyway, I, I've always liked Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, yeah. <sighs> All right. And Sarah, I am sorry, but I have to make you the only female character in this movie. You don't have Why to make that me I a have woman. To? It's just the only one that matches you personality-wise. If your reasoning is because her personality matches me, that's fine. If your mm. reasoning is just because she's the only woman. Hmm. Well, I. it was kind of a simultaneous thing it just so happened that she's the only woman in this film mm. well I'll okay take it. i like jasmine yeah she's good all right so i cannot assign myself a character this time so we'll see what happens all right yeah brandon and sarah you guys have not discussed what this is gonna be beforehand so let's find out what happens i'll let sarah go first all right okay um i have given you a character that is a great friend very um, helpful and loyal and likes to jump around a lot. Pretty high energy. Yeah. I um, know where this is going. Abu. I give you Abu. 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 I, get, I can totally <laughs> yes. see that. I can totally see that. Yeah. I give you the Sultan. <laughs> interesting. Oh, All right, interesting. so I've got more. I've had Maurice and the Sultan. Yeah. So I'm just going to be like, you know, jolly fat father figures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, where we're, that's where we're settling. We haven't found mine yet, but Sarah's the <laughs> only woman. You're the fat father figure. <laughs> Brent, you're typically yeah, the I'm grumpy one. Yeah, I'm kind of a dick, actually, apparently. <laughs> Cog, yeah, Cogsworth. Yeah. Uh, Yago. Um, Sebastian. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Interesting. Grum- That's really and you were grumpy in the first one. And I was grumpy in the first. Literally one. grumpy. We set the precedent on day one. I guess <laughs> we have our personas. I guess. Oh, oh, that's fun. Okay, so uh, obviously we are talking about the 1992 film Aladdin, as we have very clearly discussed already on that. Um, mm-hmm. So we're gonna dive deep into our memories initially and Sarah what are your memories and what is your daughter's reaction to this film 
Um, I, this is still going too early for me to have any memories, unfortunately. I don't remember seeing it for the first time, I just remember it being there. And, uh, I started this one without Daisy in the room, because she was at oh. daycare. <clears throat> I was watching it while I was homesick yesterday. Um, but she came home as I was watching, and... I believe it's the scene, it was a scene with the genie, and I think it's when he's, like, rapid fire changing into different things while he's, like, talking to Aladdin about what his wishes are. Okay, so in the Cave of Wonders. No, not in the Cave of Wonders. They're outside. It's the part where he, like, pulls the Okay, so the the Oasis. Yeah. Um, And she was immediately enthralled. Sat on my lap, zoned in, didn't care about anything else. So I think it's safe to say she likes it. That's good. Alright, cool. That, that's pretty, that's high praise for a movie that can capture a kid midway in. Yeah. I think she was really in- interested in the genie. Who wouldn't be? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's bright, colorful, funny, moving around a lot. And Robin Williams. Well, she doesn't know that. <laughs> She'll learn. <laughs> oh, yes. Absolutely she will. <laughs> Alright, Brandon, on to you. Um, I don't actually remember the movie. Like, when I watched it, I didn't remember too much of what happened from when I was a kid. My main memory actually centers around the fact that I think I preferred, um, The Return of Jafar better. Ooh. Which is mm. the straight-to-DVD That is a hot take. Um, straight-to-VHS Straight-to-VHS. Ooh, yeah, 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 that's true. This is back in the day. Um, I, I it... remember we had the trilogy on VHS, mm-hmm. um, Aladdin, Return of Jafar, and then The King of Thieves. Correct. Um, and I did not like The King of Thieves. Aladdin was okay, <laughs> but Return like of Jafar of... was where it was at for me. So I found like a lot oh. of the, even the stuff I kind of thought I remembered turned out to not be in the movie because it was probably in the Return of Jafar if I ever rewatched it. Um, Mm. so yeah, like, I don't actually have that many memories of Aladdin, other than I liked it straight to VHS sequel better. Interesting (laughs) fact on that sequel, uh, Robin Williams does not voice the genie in that one. I know. You know who voices him? No, I don't. Uh, Homer Simpson. Dan Castellaneta? Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. They bring back Robin Williams for the third one, but, yeah, Dan Castellaneta voices him in that one. And then this brings me into my memories of it. Now... I really liked Aladdin, but I think one of my fondest memories of Aladdin comes from the cartoon series. Oh, I never hmm. actually watched the cartoon series. And essentially, Return of Jafar acts as like a acts as like a uh, pilot for it, okay. and it's really cool because even Jaf- uh, Return of Jafar has um, Jam- Jamie Alexander, J- Jason Alexander, Jason Alexander, Jason Alexander, yeah. As like this bumbling villain, um, but he's he's a more of a commonly recurring character in the show. That's cool. Yeah, and then it was just one of my these memories that I had as a kid because I didn't have cable at home. However, my dad had cable in his office, <laughs> so I would oftentimes get home from like go get get back from school, and my dad's office was a block from home, so I would just go to dad's office and watch. The Family Channel, and nice. Aladdin would always be on at the right at this time, and I'd just be like, "I am happy. I like this show. The Aladdin show is um, it's just one of the, one of those favorite things that I had when I was like, I don't know, ten or something like that. And it just really, really ticks me off that it's not on Disney Plus. 
<laughs> like the mm. Aladdin show needs to be on Disney Plus. I'm calling you all out there, Disney. Get it on on there. They're definitely listening. Oh right yeah, now, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we have like tw- 25 listeners. One of them is the Disney Corporation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, my memories for Aladdin, at least in my childhood, involve a, a good deal with the TV show, and that's one of those things that just I always really enjoyed because it was a really interesting mythology that they developed for it which sort of had the mm-hmm. the king of thieves act as sort of like a series finale almost on it okay interesting which i don't know it was really cool and even the show and the mo- the return of the jafar had iago sort of become a protagonist which was really cool yeah you know still voiced by gilbert godfrey throughout it all so yeah uh that is our memories. Now on to Brandon for a newbie recap. Take it away, Brandon. All right, guys. What's up? It's your boy here talking about Aladdin. Uh, first thing right off the top that threw me, has this not a content advisory on it. Y'all notice that? There's no content? There is yeah. a content oh, advisory. Did you watch it on Disney Plus? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a content. I couldn't, like, for the life of me, I couldn't really figure it out. Like, what was so, like, content advisory-like? Um, it's thought that a lot of it is really stereotypical and offensive towards... Middle Eastern? Like, Muslim yeah. people. I was gonna and, say, yeah. like, as it kind of as it kind of went on throughout the film, I kind of figured that out in a little bit. Whereas, like, yeah. I, I think, I, think yeah. I get it. Like, everyone's kind of, like, a cartoonish aspect or, like, stereotype, mm-hmm. I guess, but... Yeah, there's stuff, like, when the guy selling the fruit threatens to chop off Jasmine's yeah. hand, like, that's a big stereotype, yeah. so. Also, yeah. it was just very, like, throughout the movie, like, on that note, like, very obvious, like, the cast was white. Oh, yeah. They had the, oh, uh, the yes. whitest voices in the world. Yeah. Oh, um, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it threw me. Yeah, they definitely did better on the line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we get this opening song, uh, with the camel, there's an acrobat, there's a tiny dude singing on the camel who is kind of like a narrator who, Mm -hmm. like, just talks you through stuff. There's kind of like camera jokes here, like it's in a documentary almost. It's, it's all right. Um, it becomes very apparent that that dude is Robin Williams. (laughs) If you've ever heard his stand-up, yes. Yeah, very apparent that it's just another Robin Williams character in the film. Uh, I don't know if he's, like, credited with that role or anything, but it is. um, That's what I questioned. (laughs) I wrote down, that's kind of where I questioned where the content advisory was, because that dude was even colored kind of white. Yeah, a lot of them are. So, so yeah, that's where I kind of figured that out. Um, We get, like, intro to the lamp. Uh, there's this whole like dark dude. He's got a, he's a dark man, dark purpose, and it's Jafar, obviously the villain of the story. It's all creepy. Um, he sends Iago to go get this treasure, which is like half of like a scarab bug with things from the mummy, mm-hmm. and he like puts it together, like the two pieces together, and it like flies away, and they chase it, and then it opens up the cave of wonders, which is like a lion head that can speak, but he's made of sand. It has a staircase down its throat. And, man, I love that voice. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is a good voice. It is a good voice. Um, this is where I noticed in the film, it just, you know, I just, you don't really hear it that often. They, 
used like by Allah a lot in the movie. I don't know why that necessarily that throws me, but it just did. Well, that also makes me think of like there's another film that does something similar, um, How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. Whereas just like like Odin, it was rough. It's just like throwing mm. like a sep- separate yeah. deity as it. Yeah, I think I think it's like it's nice. It is. Mm-hmm. It's the one non-white thing in this. It, like it's I guess maybe it's pre nine eleven. You like pre. Mean like American xenophobia, yeah. like, definitely. Oh, that's why it threw you, like because yeah, it's so... like like nowadays yeah. they like they don't do that. Yeah, you don't hear by Allah. Yeah, yeah, like as much it's as it's the... just from an American. Yeah, from thing, a yeah, I, I see yeah, what from you're like saying. an American production. Yeah. That's not something you hear a lot nowadays. It threw me. It was just like, whoa, cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, the caves alive talks. He's the only one. One person can enter the cave or. Yeah, only one person can enter the cave. Um, he's looking for the diamond in the rough. Good impression. Thank you. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> um, so Jafar sends his like little thief dude in, <laughs> and the cave just eats him, and then like comes back up. He's like, seek me out the diamond in the rough. Um, so we go, and we meet Aladdin for like, the first time, and he's stealing bread. Um, this is one of my favorite lines in the movie, actually, because he's like, all this for a loaf of bread, which is just like a Les Mis joke to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah, even That's definitely a Les Mis reference. Well, I mean, Leah Salonga is yeah, in this, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, Fitting. Yeah, so I just thought that was funny. It made a little thing. Um, Aladdin's all, like, super chummy with these old ladies. Uh, he gets caught by, like, the palace guards, I guess they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Abu, the trusty monkey, saves him. <laughs> yep. Uh, there is a song um, while, like, Aladdin's running through the guys. And, um, like, he jumps out of a window. So basically, Aladdin's, like, running away from the palace guards um, during a song, like a whole production of a song i don't actually remember what the song is one jump ahead one jump ahead um so he finally eventually gets away he like can eat he pulls out his bread he breaks half his bread and he gives it to abu and then like he goes to eat it but then there's like these poor hungry children like scavenging for food and they don't have any food so he gives them his like bread and then like abu does but like Almost not willingly. <laughs> begrudgingly. He begrudgingly gives them his food. But he does, because he's a good monkey. Um, yeah, and then we kind of go into the uh, the courtyard where there's another suitor for the princess. Basically, the king is trying to get Princess Jasmine married to a prince by her 18th... 18th? By her next birthday. Next birthday. Whatever birthday that is. 16th or 18th. She's mm-hmm. either or. Yeah, she's pretty young, but he's, he's trying to get her married, so he's like bringing in a parade of all these like princes and stuff, and she wants nothing to do with it. Aladdin kind of gets knocked over, and he like disses the guy, but the guy just like tears him down for being a street rat, and he goes home all sad, like a it, sad boy. It's Aladdin. pretty bad that, that the princess. You want to know how, how offensive the prince's name is, or uh, how stereotypical the prince's how? name is? Ahmed. Ahmed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, 
Aladdin is sad boy Aladdin, which happens a lot for like the first half of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. There's another song about like being a street rat, and then we kind of go back to the. We're we going to the castle or palace or Taj Mahal. Well, that's Taj Mahal's a specific building. It's and that one's yeah. more in line with with. So what are Indian. they? It's. Uh, I don't remember what they refer to. It's just the I palace. Probably... I'm gonna call it palace because that's just yeah, like a Disney palace, word. Yeah. Uh, Agrabah is the name yeah, of the city. I think... Yeah, I know Agrabah is the name of the city. Yeah, I'll just call it a palace. That's a very Disney-esque word. Yeah. Um, so we go into the yeah. palace, um, and then we see, like, Jasmine's suitor, the prince, uh, running out with his, like, pants ripped off on his ass, and he's, like, running yeah. away. She's crazy. Um, turns out Jasmine has a freaking tiger. Like, just a pet tiger. Who mm-hmm. has a pet tiger? I mean, what are you, Mike Tyson? Like... And that tiger is yeah. awesome. Mike Tyson's or the tiger in the movie? Tiger in the movie. Raja. Raja. Yeah. Although he is kind of like, he's a really moody lion or tiger. Well, he's a tiger. He's got a yeah. lot of emotions for for a tiger. Protective emotions. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a domesticated tiger. Yeah. And I think that would be be more pretty in line with like high, like, you know, old school, high society, Middle Eastern kind of. Get like to have, have a tiger and have society, have a extravagant pets like. Yes, like, yeah. And if you raise pretty much, pretty much any kind of animal, if you raise it from small enough, it'll be domesticated. Other than like the only thing that I know of that can't be domesticated is a hippo. You could try. No, people have tried and they died. Well, Canada did try in the mid '90s with the North American house hippo, but that experiment just didn't work. Rip to the North American yeah. house hippo. Yeah. Yeah, it's my sister's favorite yeah. thing. Here's a hippo. shame. Oh. Yeah, she has a hippo footstool now oh. in place yeah. of that. So nice. They they just kept on getting squished underfoot. Right? Yeah, it was terrible. It was a, let's not talk about that. It's too hard. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jasmine needs to be married by her next birthday, which conveniently is three days away. Why the Sultan waited this long? I mean, I guess there's like evidence to say that she just attacked every prince with a tiger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're in a position where now she's three days away. She needs to get married, but she's all upset because she wants to do things on her own. She's never left the palace. Fair, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like fair. Um, so she doesn't really want to be a princess. Um, this is also kind of where we meet Jafar. Like he kind of steps into their conversation. We realize that Jafar is the Sultan's like chief advisor. The royal vizier. Yeah, that. Yeah. Um, I just wrote. I just wrote on my papers. It seems shady to me. <laughs> <laughs> like anytime there's a character named the vizier, he's they're always evil. Yeah. Like Prince of Persia, yeah. video yeah. games and stuff like that. The vizier is evil. Yeah. Like, what about all these viziers that just had to try to come up with like make up for incompetent sultans? <laughs> it's just like. Yeah. What about them? What about these ones? Do, how about these viziers? Didn't they ever do something right? Yeah. yeah. The whole term vizier is just evil now. <laughs> it's like it's like the name Ursula. Ursula, yeah. So, yeah. So Jafar is the Sultan's like shady advisor, and he's got this like shady plan. He wants to borrow or use the king's ring. It's like a fancy diamond ring or something. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I don't know exactly what his plan is with the ring. 
Um, but he, the, the gist of it is he's just, he says he's going to use the ring to find Jasmine some booty. Um, which is Prince booty, so it's not just, like, typical booty. But, um, <laughs> uh, so he, like, uses his snake's, snake staff, because Jafar's got this, like, long staff that's got, mm-hmm. like, a cobra head on the top. Mm-hmm. And he uses the eyes of it to, like, hypnotize the sultan, right? Mm-hmm. And the sultan's, like, yeah. all good, and he's all hypnotized, so he gives him the ring. And Jafar runs away, and he goes into, like, secret passages in the, in the castle, or the palace. So here's my question. Why the f*** does Jafar have secret passages in the palace? He's not the sultan. He's not, like, why? Why does he have a... His secret lair is in the palace. It's not even, like... Yeah. Somewhere else where he could cox his plans. His secret layer is just like chilling in the basement. Here's the well, it's more like a tower. But uh, <laughs> here's here's the thing that I have to say to that. If you've seen this movie, you know that the Sultan is utterly incompetent. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. definitely a given. He's pretty like, oblivious. Obtusely b- oblivious to anything around him. Pretty much. Like even from the opening shot, you see, like. Severe poverty, and then the palace. It's just like, yeah, there's a bit of a wage gap here. <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> don't see the Sultan okaying the construction plans on secret tunnels in his own palace. I don't think he would even read the fine yeah, print. Sh- shady ass Jafar to use. Not I, even him. He never uses them in the movie. I don't think he read the the, the orders, <laughs> and he just literally was just like, like the guards. Uh, and stuff don't take orders from the Sultan or, or Jasmine they take it from Jafar because they know that he's the one that seems to be running things yeah so they it's I like I don't know it's it's a mess there are these secret tunnels in the palace and no one seems to just explain them so Jasmine tries to run away she as previously established does not want to be a part of this palace she does not want to be a princess, so she tries to run away, and the tiger like tries to stop her, but she has her like. I'm not sure if it's like a Harry and the Henderson moment, adventure, like entirely, but it's just this sad moment where she's like, "I have to go," and the tiger lets her. And you're like, "Well, that's mm-hmm. a bit sad. That tiger is pretty legit." Um, so she like climbs a fence or something and gets out. It's pretty easy. I don't know why she's never tried that her whole life, but you know. Yeah. So she climbs this fence and she gets out. We go to Aladdin and Abu and they're like stealing food in the market. Jasmine's at the market. So they like, they run into Jasmine. He sees Jasmine and he wants to like, you know, get to know Jasmine. Um, (laughs) Who wouldn't want to get to know Jasmine? Yeah. So Jasmine, being the complete idiot that she is, has never thought to learn about money her whole life. Um, never mm-hmm. considered what makes her dad so much better than everyone else, but decides to steal because she just doesn't know about money. Um, yeah. She almost gets her arm cut off. Yeah. Which is just, yeah. yeah we've like discussed this moment. One of those stereotypical things it's just is what it is, I suppose. Um, but Aladdin runs in for the quick save, tells the guard that she's like his sister or something and that she's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I love that moment. Yeah, so the guards just like confused, but they run away. Um, there's like Jafar, and he's like using his hourglass or something. So he's using something, the sands of time. 
and he's like looking to reveal Aladdin or reveal the person who's like able to go into the Cave of Wonders. Sounds like plot progression to right. me. Plot progression, it sounds like every single Disney movie pretty much. There's always like the magic mirror, the sands of time. The, it's like the magic of <laughs> Disney. <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> i always i always tell myself before we record i'm not gonna say it this week and then you set it up and i'm like well, uh, it's just it's the lamest excuse i'm actually gonna agree oh, yeah. with you on this one this Magical one disney well not no not uh, i'm not not with her i'm gonna agree, agree with you with this one because this one was it doesn't age well it is pretty lame it's clearly just there to move the plot forward Oh, oh yeah, no, it's a it's just yeah. a plot device, hundred percent. And it just it's not it doesn't yeah. even make sense. Like, no, like, it's yeah. it's it's like the Wicked Witch in Wizard of Oz, when she just like uses her glowing orb or something to just look at Dorothy for some. Why? Well, that that, no one that one's like you know that's that's a typical like misconception of like a witch being able to use like a, yeah, a, a crystal ball to yeah, gaze at things. Know. It's just a plot but device. It's exactly. A plot device. <laughs> it's just it doesn't um, make sense where how a diamond can make that happen. Anyway, I wrote on my notes at this point how typical. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, yeah. yeah, that's what that is. But there is a really cool transition here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's... With, He's gazing into the hourglass. Yeah. And then it transitions to viewing like, that. where, it, Like, it's a um, real-time transition. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool, like, transition. Um, but we go back to Jasmine and Aladdin, and they're at the marketplace doing their thievery i guess um aladdin wants to take her to his place and jasmine's like all down like she's been she was literally a princess she hopped a fence she's in the thing and now she just wants to go to town on some thief that she met i don't know if she's very responsible (laughs) she's very (laughs) yeah (laughs) Very yeah, naive. Like, she's going to get herself into a lot of trouble. <laughs> anyway. I like what they do with her character in the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw it. <laughs> I, know. Um, I know. But yeah, so they go to his place and it's all just this like rundown place of whatever. He like opens the thing. He's got a real nice palace view and he starts like, oh, I can only imagine living in the palace. I can whatever. Which is also just like standard, I guess, there's that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is what it is. Pretty typical. Uh, they get caught anyway. Um, I guess these people just know where Aladdin lives. Yeah, that part really weirded me out. Because, like, if they are like, chasing him for the bread, wouldn't they want to find him? Yeah. 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 I don't know. So he gets caught. Jasmine, like, reveals herself as the princess. She's like, I am the princess. And I think all she does is rip off, like, a hat or something. Hood. Hood. Like, she just... She pulls a Jedi moment. Such a good yeah. disguise. Well, it works for Jedi, right? Like a, yeah, like a Clark Kent, like, oh, I'm Superman now. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, sure. So Look at my earrings, obviously. Reveals them. They, she releases them, or they release them. She's all like, take it up with Jafar. Um, or she wants them to release them, and they're like, take it up with Jafar. And then she goes to, like, meet him, or meet with Jafar, obviously, to take it up with him, as previously suggested. Um... <laughs> But Jafar's like, nah, nah, dog, he's already dead. We killed him. And so we get Sad Girl Jasmine, which, like Sad Boy Aladdin, is pretty common for the first little bit of this movie. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, also, like, 
you know, sad sad girl Belle, sad girl Ariel, pretty much. sad girl Snow White. Yeah, so we transition yeah. from sad girl Jasmine to sad boy Aladdin. <laughs> and he's in jail, but he's got a boo, so he's fine. A boo just helps him. I'll always be there for yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a really creepy dude in the jail i don't think he's very important i just wanted to mention it because he looks really creepy well he's, he's totally totally he's jafar yeah i guess I forgot about that but like he is he is <laughs> comes later in my notes okay okay <laughs> uh okay. so the creepy okay. dude in jail tells them about the cave of wonders my next note is it's jafar so I watched this two days ago. Don't don't judge. <laughs> and then there's another secret tunnel, out of the prison. Yeah, straight out of the prison. So again, secret tunnels are an issue in this movie. Um, just mm-hmm. a... why do you have a secret tunnel out of the prison? I guess if if I guess Jafar had it built in case Sultan ever got wise to him. It's like <laughs> oh, I guess oh, I guess yeah, I could I just guess. you know walk out of walk prison out, yeah. if I so choose. I guess. Sure. Um, so, yeah, the creepy dude tells Aladdin about the Cave of Wonders, uh, secretly Jafar, that becomes obvious. Aladdin, like, makes a deal to go to the Cave of Wonders, and he's going to go get the lamp. Does he specifically tell him about the lamp before he goes? He does. Only touch the lamp. Only touch the lamp. So he tells Aladdin and- to only touch the lamp, and Aladdin's going to go steal the slant he gets to the front of the cave the cave does this whole like diamond in the rough thing actually i don't think he says diamond in the rough i think he just lets him in mm-hmm. it's like what is your name and he's like i'm aladdin and then he lets him in uh so aladdin goes in well he was it was meant to be that's yeah what it, was, it was foretold so, so. but yeah. yeah so he goes in there's like a whole ton of gold like kind of reminds me of the last scene from like the mummy when they find that whole room full of gold mm-hmm. uh which one mummy or mummy returns Mummy, although they kind of do something similar with The Mummy Returns as well, I guess. Yeah. I just watched all those movies the other day, so that's why it's probably fresh in my head. Oh, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, he goes in, there's a ton of gold, and they kind of like walk past this magic carpet who like gets up and starts following him. Carpet's like a big... You just call him Carpet. Mm-hmm. Is his name Carpet? Yeah. Carpet's like a character throughout the rest of the film, but he like follows them through and leads them to the lamp. It's at the top of this like very dramatic tower. Which, why? <laughs> like who who put that there? Of all the places, if you don't want this, if you don't want this lamp to be like messed with or whatever, why would you put it in a very noticeable position? I don't I think would it, bury that thing. I think it would be along the lines of sort of like. The grand reward for facing the temptation of the other room. I guess. So yeah. if you can make it through that chamber with all the stuff, then this is the spot. Guess. Because yeah. they, they still, it's like, if you really didn't want to have it found, you would have put it in that chamber, buried under a hundred different other things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. There you go. Anyway, so there's this giant monkey on the wall who's holding like a huge ruby mm-hmm. while Aladdin's trying to like climb up to the top of this tower. Aladdin grabs the lamp and then the monkey grabs the ruby which is a huge mistake and the cave's like you will never again see the light of day. Oh but he starts off with a more offensive word. What is it? Infidel. Infidel. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> so yeah he says that. 
Um, never see the light of day. The cave collapses in on them. Magic carpet tries to like fly them out, but like kind of doesn't make it. There's an escaping shot, which I thought was actually pretty good, like cinematography for an animated film, especially like a 2D one. Yeah, but it also felt like. Uh, do you remember the you, you with you going being in Edmonton? Do you remember the the 4D ride? Yeah, it was like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I said that it looks like PS1 graphics because, like, even though it is animation, yeah. I'm not sure if they like computer animation. Oh, it's very computer animation. But it definitely looked a lot more like really, really cheap PS1 graphics than anything yeah, else. Yeah, it doesn't age well. Um, right? I thought it was like a cool camera shot, I guess. But yeah. yeah, it doesn't look good. No. Um, Aladdin, <laughs> Aladdin, like, tries to fly for the thing, but he gets crashed. He can't get up. He's like, pull out on the thing. And he's like, Jafar. He doesn't know it's Jafar, actually. He thinks, still thinks it's the old creepy dude. He's like, dude, help me. And the guy's like, give me the lamp. And he's like, help me. And he's like, give me the lamp. So he gives him the lamp. And then, of course, he just like lets him fall. Um, after trying to stab him. After trying to stab him, yeah. Which is something. Um, they all fall back in the cave. The cave disappears. Jafar's like, yeah, I did it. And he changes back to himself. Um, turns out he doesn't have the lamp. He's all like, where's the lamp? Uh, so we go back to the palace. We see sad, sad girl Jasmine again. Aww. Yep. Um, Jafar's like, tell me everything? Is it Jafar? This? No, Sultan. Oh, yeah. The Sultan comes up to her and he's like, tell me everything. Um, so she starts like talking about Aladdin and all that. Um, we go back to Aladdin in the cave. Aladdin has the lamp. Aladdin rubs the lamp. Genie comes out. The genie is Robin Williams, which is the saving grace of this movie. Uh, Robin mm. Williams is hilarious, as always. Um, My question. How did he know he needed to rub he, the lamp? Or he, he tries to clean it. He tries to clean it. He thinks there's an okay. inscription, but he can't make it out. Yeah. Right, yeah. okay, okay. I did just watch <laughs> this yesterday, but I was taking notes. Yeah, I see? Watch, same. So. Um... Yeah, he tries to clean it, and he rubs it out, and then the genie comes out, and it's Robin Williams, which instantly makes the rest of the movie a lot better. <laughs> um, genie and Carpet, I noticed, have a handshake together. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. They, like, dap each other up. Like, how long have they been here together? How many iterations of this genie has the carpet seen? Well, and, and it's funny, because he literally says, like, haven't seen you a few millennia. <laughs> yeah, millennia. It's just like... Okay. How old is that carpet then, too? Like, yeah. millennia? Like, would a caveman yeah. make that carpet? Also, interesting thing on the carpet is that the carpet is, is actually uh, computer-generated as well. Oh, yeah. That's that's a much better form of computer generation that ages much better in this film. Yeah, that's that's true. That's good. Um, So, yeah, I just thought it was weird the genie and carpet would, like, dap each other up like they've known each other forever. Um, Genie explains Latin's his new master. He gets three wishes. Can't wish for more wishes, and we get the Friend Like Me song, which is great. Like, it's a good song. Yeah. Nothing yep. nothing against it. The Will Smith version was all right. Like, it was passable. <laughs> the thing I, I, I will say this about Will Smith, he did not try to be Robin Williams. No, and that's important. That is that very is, important. Like, that is the very clear thing. Nobody like, can be Robin Williams. Exactly. You that yeah. the producers and the and casting people of the of that movie did not even try. They did not say like, "Oh, we need somebody zany. Let's get Jim Carrey." 
you know, yeah. something like that. Like, no, they were like something different. <laughs> Here's Will Smith. Yeah, I actually think that that there's certain parts of the Will Smith version that they improved upon that in certain areas Maybe. that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, I noticed at this point because he's doing a lot of like changing stuff during the song. Genie as a character breaks the universe like a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Like there is no reasonable explanation why that genie should know who Jack Nicholson is. It's yeah. just true. Like there's a lot of that. And he refers to a lot of things from our universe that like suggest that he's yeah. like fully like a fourth dimensional being within the story. Like he has access to our world as well. Yeah. yeah. Which But this isn't the writers doing. This is just no. Robin Williams being left to his own devices. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> but he, you're right. It is him, like, totally. Yeah, like, it's down. breaking reality. As a character, the genie really breaks, yeah, the reality of the, like, the film a lot. Um, it's not bad. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. No, no complaints. Um, so, after the whole song, Ladin still doesn't get it because he is also kind of dumb. One thing I'm noticing about a lot of these Disney heroes or Disney-like protagonists, they are all so dumb. Well, Aladdin at that moment, like, he's actually more doing it as a con, playing dumb, so then he can get out for free. Well, well, I know that, like, comes into it, uh, like, in a bit, but, like, I still hold true to my criticism. A lot of Disney protagonists are I understand your criticism. I'm just going with the moment. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, he explains the rules more. No killing. He won't kill anybody for you. He won't. He can't make anyone fall in love with you. And he can't bring anyone back from the dead. So no necromancy. I mean, it's a pretty... Pretty uh, solid rules. Yeah, they're, they're, they are pretty so, solid rules. It's not truly if, uh, you know, altering the concept of free will, specifically. Yeah, yeah. Love and free will, two very different things. Yeah. Um... So Aladdin calls, like, the genie weak and fake or something and says, like, oh, you can't even get us out of this cave. Like, Cue Robert De Niro impression. Yeah. <laughs> so Cue Robert De Niro impression. Um, genie gets upset. Genie gets him out of the cave. Boom. Perfect. Um, I wrote down here, we, put, we switched back to the castle to, like, Jafar. So how do they not see the evil in Jafar? Like, it's just kind of mm-hmm. annoying me because he's so outwardly evil. It's like him yeah. and well, I guess you could understand Scar a bit, but kind of J- yeah, Scar like he looks evil because he has a scar on his face, but he could have just been a Scar because he was like an idiot and fell off a rock once. Like, like yeah, yeah I mean, like Jafar is so clearly a Ugh. villain, so clearly like, a villain. It was just like how even as how does nobody think to question this guy? At least, at my least, homie shows up yeah, in like yeah. the darkest of robes with a cobra staff that can hypnotize people, and you're like, "Nah, this dude's probably chill." Like, <laughs> nobody <laughs> thinks that. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Um, so Jafar's all like, "If only I'd gotten the lamp." And then he thinks, "What if he married Jasmine?" I think Iago suggested yeah. to him. Iago was like, "What if you married Jasmine?" Blah 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 blah. Um, this is a part. I'm not sure if it's in a song. Iago's talking. He's convincing Jafar about something. But to prove his point, he jumps and flies directly into the ground. Yeah. He's, like, on top of the staff. 
Yeah. And then he's just like, then we throw Papa in law and the little woman off a cliff. Yeah, and he just curse flat flies headfirst into the ground like for cartoon effect. Yeah, it is. It works. Yeah. Um, go back to Aladdin, and the genie's like, "All right, guys," and Aladdin's like. All right, now let's talk about my three wishes. And Genie's like, "You only get two wishes. You used one." He's like, "I didn't say I wish. I just whatever." Mm-hmm. And like Genie's like, "All right, I guess. Sure, he's cool with it. He <laughs> got beat, I guess." Um, so he doesn't know what to wish for. So he asks the genie what the genie would wish for, and the genie's like, "My freedom," because really, Genie's a slave. <laughs> Like, yeah. he's a slave. <laughs> you don't, like, think about that much throughout the film. You're like, oh, he's a cool genie. But, like, he's literally got shackles and stuff. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's a slave slave. Um, yeah. So he can only be set free by someone who wishes him free, which is why he's almost never set free, because everyone uses all three of the wishes for themselves. Um, Aladdin's like, I'll use my one of my wishes to set you free, and he turns his head into Pinocchio. Which dropped, which dropped the movie down a letter grade for me, just instantly. <laughs> <laughs> that one was was done by Williams himself. He made the sound effect oh, to sort yeah? of illustrate it, and then they did it afterwards because they're just like, I guess we can do that. Hmm. That's funny. Yeah, I that that was just I was like, ugh, Pinocchio. I'm I'm done. Um. <laughs> In case viewers have not heard our Pinocchio episode. Brandon did not care for <laughs> that movie. Did not like Pinocchio. Um, yeah, I even wrote down automatic point deduction. Is is just I don't mm. want to see Pinocchio ever again. So Aladdin's like, "Can you make me a prince?" And the genie's like, "Of course, homie." So he like does a whole bunch of stuff. Blah 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 blah. He pulls out Sebastian from a cookbook, like you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. which I thought was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie's pretty good for its callbacks and its like references. And, and even get the, the the under the sea. Uh, uh, music track with it. Yeah, like it was very, and they're very good with that stuff. And then they quote, they quoted some Shakespeare right after with Caesar salad, et tu brute. <laughs> um, yeah. So he wishes to become a prince. He gets made over. Poor Abu gets turned into an elephant. Poor Abu, man, yeah. that must be the most traumatic day of that monkey's life. Like, <laughs> could you imagine? Oh, <laughs> like. Not good. And he was called Dumbo. They called the elephant Dumbo too, which I thought was pretty. Funny. Uh, I think it was. It might. It might have been Jumbo. Was it Jumbo? I thought it was Dumbo. Whatever. I didn't notice that part. Oh yeah. So poor Abu is a tiny little monkey now living as an elephant. Pro- probably doesn't even yeah. know how to walk anymore. But whatever. Because he tries to climb a tree. Yeah. Um. So. Jafar goes to the Sultan, tells Jasmine his plan that he should marry Jasmine, and hypnotizes him, but the uh, Sultan doesn't really fall for it. He keeps kind of like looking away from it. And suddenly, Aladdin enters with his BDE, and he's just riding down on Abu's back with his giant like elephant blanket thing. He's like a real boss, yeah. like he's a prince. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when you get that like. This is the only thing I like consistently have known from this film because it's so annoying and easy to get in your head. Is that Prince Ali Sabaladi Babalu Baba? 
So it's yeah. a very catchy tune that just, it's an earworm. Yeah, like, I, I get that stuck yeah. in my head a lot, even though I genuinely not watched the movie since I was a kid. kid. Yeah. Um, you know what drives me nuts? That song is not on Spotify. Is it really not? No. That one oh, or, or uh, Never Had a Friend Like Me, or Friend, 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 friend Like Me, not on Spotify. I swear it has to be Robin Williams' estate. Hmm. That could oh, because be. the Will Smith versions are on there. Yeah, could and be. And every other song from, from Aladdin is on there, but not those two. The yeah, I never thought about that. I never it's just, thought before. I, I want those on my Spotify playlist, but they cannot be on there because it's not on Spotify. It drives me nuts. I, ugh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, it's not on YouTube music touchy subject. Wow. Interesting. That's weird. So I'm, I swear it has to deal with his estate. Probably, then, if that's the case. Yeah. Um, so he comes in like, like a boss that he is. Yep. Um, Prince Ali, great song. Uh, meets the Sultan and Jafar's kind of pissed because he wanted to be the one to, you know. Oh, but, but it's really, you, you missed the best joke that comes up right at that moment. What? Where he's like hypnotizing Sultan and he's just like, she will marry me and, and or like the princess will be mine. And he's just like, the princess will be, and then he snaps out of it, but you're so old. <laughs> Yeah, it's such a funny joke. It's, well, not even just joke. It's just a funny moment because, like, that's what snaps you out. Yeah. Um, so he sees the magic carpet and decides he wants to fly. This is the Sultan, by the way. Sultan decides he wants to fly on the carpet. Mm-hmm. Carpet flies them around, uh, flies right into the elephant's butt. So good. Um, Sultan is an excellent judge of character. Nah. You mentioned that? Yeah, as a my ass. <laughs> my ass is a good judge of character by that. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Definitely a very good point for Godfrey's moment on yeah. there. It's just like, oh, excellent judge. Yeah. Not. Like you Which got. A, apparently was a commercial, uh, like a commercial thing at the time. Maybe. As far as I know, it was just like this thing that was just like, mm-hmm. uh, in a commercial series, just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. <laughs> Maybe. Um. Yeah, they, yeah, excellent judge of character. No way. Um, Jasmine gets mad at all three of them for like trying to like plan her wedding, and gets all like Aladdin mad. And um, Jeannie does all these like celebrity impersonations, which is where the Jack Nicholson one came from. Um, mm-hmm. Fun. Like, there's Robin Williams. Never gonna complain about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Aladdin decides he's gonna go meet her, so he flies up to her on the match carpet, and she doesn't want to see him. Um, she like kind of honeypots him in a way where she pretends to be like super into him <laughs> and then just like mm. sends him away or kicks him away or well whatever. to be fair yeah. Jeannie did try to give him warnings on this clear she, signals true I did write down GB bones alert I don't know what that means warning <laughs> warning yeah he's got like a B he's like a B <laughs> yeah so he, well, yeah. he tries and then does the mayday yeah um so he like Aladdin pretends to leave and steps off the thing, like the ledge of the palace, I mm-hmm. guess, onto the carpet. Obviously, and he's like, "Hey, you want to go on my carpet?" And suddenly she's like, "You know what? Yes, yes, I do." Well, <laughs> actually, in that moment, uh, he says a key phrase that he had said earlier with her. Oh, because 
like there was there was two two thing two two moments. Yeah. Uh, one where where Raja like messed with him, and then he so he had his turban off. So then she saw him without his turban, and she kind of recognized him. Yeah. In that moment, and then afterwards, when he's like on there and just like says, "Do you trust me?" And then so. And then the way that he, like, reached down and looked at her and said, like, do you trust me? So then that's when she's just like, yes. So she's actually yes. kind of smart in this mm-hmm. regard. Because she, like, it's in that moment that she's like, okay, I know who you are. Yes, I do trust you. You're yeah. that thief guy I tried to run away with earlier. Yeah. Yeah, very yeah, trustworthy. absolutely. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she agrees. She goes on this magic carpet ride. And we get a whole new world, which is the most annoying song of this movie. I'll say. Um, uh, I don't agree, <laughs> but we can all have our yeah, opinions. You can have your opinions. I will have my karaoke song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. I'll never listen to it ever again. Uh, I will, I, you know, it's typically a duet, but I typically sing both parts at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I typically sing it with uh-uh. <laughs> What, you don't want to hear my falsetto? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um... This song is where I notice the white voices the most. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was sure. like, yeah. there's no way these are Middle Eastern people. Hitting that <laughs> high? Yeah, no. it was just like, this is bad. That's probably why I don't like the song so much. It's just so fake. I mean, Jasmine's singing voice is not a white person. Is it not? Leah, Sal- Leah Salonga is oh. not white. What nationality yeah. is she? But she is from Asia. Okay. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly where. I'll, I'll, uh, okay, so I'll Eastern Asia. Interesting. Well, either is... way, I bet Aladdin could fit in a box of minute rice. Like, could blend in. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's white. <laughs> okay, she's, uh, from the Philippines. Okay. 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 Alright, so, yep. Yeah, whole new world. White, white singing. Um, it's all magical. It is what it is. She, like, starts asking him questions or something and catches him lying, basically. She's all like, who are you? Give me the truth. And he lies about it. Yeah. He says, like, oh, I, like, what did he say? I sometimes pretend to be a a street rat, and I'm actually a prince. Yeah, it's very... Pretty smooth. It is what it is. She falls for it, so it works. It's in his favor, I suppose. Um, Yeah. He brings her home. Carpet's kind of just, like, watching them the whole time while they kiss. She has this, like, watch-me-walk-away moment where she, like, slowly opens the curtains and then, like, yeah. It's... They do have a kiss, though. They do kiss. Yeah, they do kiss. But she definitely yeah. has that, like, dr- super dramatic, like, watch-me-walk-away. They do a lot of emphasizing her womanly figure. They definitely do. Like, earlier on, too, when Jafar tells her that Aladdin is dead and she backs up, like, her chest is like yeah. heaving. I'm like, eh, <laughs> uh. I don't really think that's necessary. <laughs> um, Car- Carpet's a pretty good wingman, though. Carpet is a pretty good yeah. wingman. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Carpet's been pretty, pretty solid this whole film. Yeah. Um, he like falls off the thing, and I was like, he's got a lot of trust in that carpet. Like, they oh. just met the other day. When you think about it, like, yeah. When you why think is about Carpet that, yeah. so devoted to him? Treat him like a, a person. I guess, yeah, but he can like just jump off of buildings and carpet will be there apparently. So that's what he does. Yeah, you got a you got a very valid point there. That is that that is an extreme trust fall. Yeah, that is the biggest of trust falls. 
Um, yeah. Jafar catches him, ties him up, throws him in the ocean, which I thought was like very extreme for a children's film. It's like some mafia right there. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Throws him in the ocean. It also goes to show the kind of power he had. Yeah, it, it does. Like with the guards and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Like, like they that's were a clear to do suitor that. for the princess. Yeah. Clearly, the the sultan would be mad. And yeah. Yet the guards did it anyway. True. It is pretty crazy. Um, the genie saves them. Uh, well, at first is like there's this struggle underwater, where like genie comes out, but Aladdin has to make the wish. I'm not actually sure if he makes the wish or if Genie just decides it's his wish. Well, he, like, tells him, like, you have to make a wish, you have to make a wish. He, like, shakes him. What does he... Yeah, he shakes him, and he's like, I'll take that as a yes, and then gets him out of the water. Yeah, so Genie Genie saves him, which is good. And then quotes Das Boot. Das Boot, yeah. Forgot about that. Um, So, yeah, Sultan gets hypnotized by Jafar, tells him to let Jasmine marry him. Uh, Aladdin, like, interferes and smashes Jafar's staff. I mean, it takes him three seconds to understand what's going on. I mean, like, that's, he's actually, he has a smart moment. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, smashes Jafar's staff. (laughs) Jafar gets arrested, but then, like, gets away. Mm -hmm. And the Sultan's mad, but then is, like, happy that Jafar's... Or not Jafar, that Jasmine's gonna marry Aladdin. Praise Allah! He's a very simple dude, that, that Sultan. Yeah. Very jovial. He, he just wants his daughter to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Maurice when Maurice is like, Belle, why don't you marry Gaston? He's such a nice man. Like, these fathers don't <laughs> understand that. That's not the only thing yeah. a girl wants. We don't just want to get married. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Sultan's just a very simple, simple dude. Yeah, his intentions are good. Yeah. Um, Jafar realizes that Aladdin has the lamp in, in his, like, prince hat or whatever. Whatever we call it. Turban? Is it a turban? I'm not sure if that's it's a not turban. Not quite a turban, because right, turban is just a single the, wrapped the piece wrap. of cloth. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to call it. I'm just going to say his hat. Um, realize that he has the lamp in his hat. And he sends Iago. Iago? Iago. 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 Haven't you read Othello? Yes, I have. Um, yeah, so he sends Iago after the lamp. Uh, Aladdin realizes that he can't wish the genie free. And we get Sad Boy Genie. Sad. Which is a lot of sad, a lot of sad people in this movie. But yeah. Genie's all sad. Well, Aladdin's mad now. He's mad at everyone this time. He's very angry. Um, Iago pretends to be Jasmine. And, like, lures Aladdin away. And then steals the lamp, which I'm unsure how he does. Because ja- Aladdin just leaves it on the Oh, pillow. he just leaves it. Okay, I was going to wonder. I was like, I don't remember if Iago actually, like, jumped Aladdin or something. It'd be weird to see, but... Mm. Iago steals the lamp. <laughs> um, Sultan announces the wedding. Everyone's all getting hyped for Jasmine and Aladdin. Or Prince Ali. He's not Ali Ababwa. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Give the man a prize. Um, so she's... They're all waiting for that wedding. Um, Jafar gets the lamp. And he, like, wishes to be sultan. And the genie goes mm-hmm. all evil. He's all, like, red genie. He's crazy evil genie. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Uh, he makes everyone bow to Jafar. 
Uh, Jafar then wishes to be the most powerful sorcerer as well. Um, turns He becomes a sorcerer because the genie's a genie. And he turns the tiger into a cat, which I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. Just because he's pretty much, that's his temperament the whole movie. He might as well be a cat, not a tiger. <laughs> um, Aladdin gets revealed via magic that he is actually a street rat. Um, Abu gets changed back to an elephant. <laughs> from an elephant. From an elephant, which, thank God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. needed to happen. Um. Yeah. That poor. I don't know why he was, was still an elephant for that yeah, long. That poor monkey has suffered quite a bit, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad he yeah. got chased back. Um. Aladdin gets like launched into the sky. And I just went down. Genie just watches like a little bitch, because he just watches. Because he's all. I mean, he's under Jafar's control, but it's still one of those moments where you want the genie to do something. So I had, like, a very yeah. emotional response. It's like, how dare you not? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sad seeing Genie being sad boy or evil boy Genie. Um, there's a really cool Jafar shot in this. I think it's his face, like his eyes. Oh, yeah. It's, well, it's also, like, a combination of his, like, evil laugh. Like, yeah. There's a like, there's serious, a whole, maniacal laugh. There's a whole mix, but there's a really, like, almost horror-ish kind of, like, good shot. Honestly... I would consider that th- this to be probably one of the best maniacal laughs in Disney. Yeah, probably. I'm a little tired of maniacal laughs, though. Every, every, <laughs> every bad guy in WWE thinks they need like a, a strong maniacal laugh, and it's like their like their biggest character trait. Uh, I just feel so tired of it. There's like 30 bad guys on each show, and they all got a maniacal laugh. And you're like, ugh. And saying this that phrase enough, so many times makes me think of the Muppet movie. Maniacal laugh. Maniacal <laughs> laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Aladdin and Abu were buried in snow because they were like launched. I don't know how far they went to get snow in the Middle East. I was, well. They got back to Agrabah pretty quick later, I guess. So it doesn't really matter. We also get that PS1 style animation with the tower rolling down the sand. Yep. 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 Yeah. There's there's three points that there's that that kind of animation. There's there's the getaway from the Cave of Wonders, there's the tower, and then there's the Cave of Wonders face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they got to go back to Agrabah, obviously, to set things right. The carpet's all frozen, which makes sense. So whatever. The tower rolls off the cliff, which is what I wrote, which is that really terrible graphic shot. <laughs> um... So they fly back to Agrabah on the carpet. Uh, Jafar rolls that he still wants to marry Jasmine. He wishes for Jasmine to love him from the genie. But genie can't do that, obviously. No killing, no love, no necromancy. It's the rules. Mm -hmm. Um, So Aladdin sneaks in and him and like Jasmine kiss. But Aladdin didn't like run for the lamp like Jasmine runs for the lamp. And she ends up getting trapped mm-hmm. in this hourglass, which is like the sands of time, like Jafar's, yeah, Jafar's thing. And Aladdin, what a terrifying! Oh, that time. would suck. That would honestly, hate. yeah. Like, although I wondered, could honest, you walk up on the fan? Could you just yeah walk up and then eventually when you reach the top, plug it with your hand? And it depends s- on the consistency of the sand. Still be sitting there. Yeah. I mean, he did create the sand it, itself. Uh, yeah, it would depend. Yeah. So, I don't know. Also, she's not that smart. <laughs> no, no, she's pretty dumb. 
Um, yeah, so she's trapped in an hourglass of sand while Aladdin fights Jafar, who turns into a giant snake. It's probably what you get for smashing his snake staff, Aladdin. Like, yeah, probably just pissed about that. Probably wouldn't have even turned into a snake if he had never done that. He would have just fought him normally. We never know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but that staff probably meant a bit. <laughs> um, quite attached to it. Yeah, so Jaf- yeah. Aladdin, like, convinces Jafar that even though he's so powerful, he's the best sultan, he's the most powerful sorcerer, that he'll never be more powerful than the genie. So he wishes to be an all-powerful genie, and Aladdin traps him in a lamp. Day saved. Pretty simple yeah. ending, but solid, actually. It's decent oh. writing. Like, it's not like, bad. Yeah, and it's really yeah. cool. Like, he used his wits, not power. Yeah. And Jafar had a clear... What's the word? Um, inadequacy complex. He always felt inadequate. He always seems to feel like yeah. he needed something more to like inadequate in what he had. Yeah. Because like he had some serious power, but yet he like couldn't bear dealing with the Sultan. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. It's cool. It's like more complicated of an ending than like a lot of Disney movies that I know, which is something. Um. Yeah. So Jafar gets stuck in a lamp. It's good. It's ending. However, Aladdin still can't um, legally wed the princess. Yes, he still can't legally wed the princess because yeah, it's it's still against the law. But and he can't really pretend to be a prince anymore because whatever. So he wishes for he uses he gets his last wish because I guess the genie's back to him now. And Aladdin wishes for the genie to be free. Who is free and suddenly gets legs? Like, I don't know why he would just keep wouldn't just keep his genie form. Like, what do you need legs for? Well, he had legs at different other points. In, in Did he? Film. Yeah, it's just. Oh. I guess his zany behavior you just didn't notice. Well, I guess. Um, and he's like, "Oh, I'm out. I know we just went through all this together, and you just used your last wish to save me, and that's great. But I'm leaving." So he puts on his goofy hat and. Decides to go travel. Um, Aladdin and Jasmine get married. Because the Sultan decides, oh. Oh, yeah, the Sultan's okay with anybody now. Which is kind of a weird, kind of a weird, like. Cop out? Not a cop out, but just like a, a statement for, like, I'm okay with anyone to bang my daughter. Like, what's the difference? I thought you were looking for a prince, man. Yeah. He, I think like, I, I put this as timid following rules that were laid before him. I and guess. So he didn't just... want to change anything because he's so flippin' timid. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. He's cool with anybody, so they get married. They hop on a flying carpet and go into the moon. <laughs> and then there's an ending with the genie who just does stuff. I don't Made you look. That's what he says. Yeah, I don't remember how that played out, though. He, he's the moon turns around and it's his face and just like, ha, ha, ha. And then he pulls up the screen just like, made you look. Oh, and then yeah. Down. And then he also has a final credit at the very end of the credits. He has just like, you've all been a great audience. Good night. <laughs> so, yeah, that was Aladdin. <laughs> um, fun. Musical. Characters are kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so that was our newbie recap with our very own Iago Brandon. <laughs> All right, so now on to my deep dive. So, uh, cool thing I want to talk about with this film is um, is one of the 
first Disney films to showcase like a true superstar voice voice role. I don't know if he was advertised so extensively as as it, but he was definitely showcased in like the genie being a part of it, and it was very clearly Robin Williams. And I mean, like Robin Williams was so big, and this is mind you, this was pre Mrs. Doubtfire or whatever. But this yeah. is, um, but yeah, this is like the very first time that they went with a superstar. Because that's kind of mm. what I would place him as. Like, yeah. w- would you put him at a list of, at, in '92? Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, like, it's not very often that a voice character would be an A-lister. Yeah. Well, and like prior to this, most big actors like they didn't think voice acting was worthy mm-hmm. or whatever, so they didn't really do it. But he really, he opened the door. The, the next big name actor in a Disney role that I could think of before this was Vincent Price, being in right. being in Great Mouse Detective, and that's. Yeah. And even so, it wasn't nearly as much of a, this was Vincent Price in the role. That also came at, like, Vincent Price's downturn, too. He wasn't, like, as... He wasn't A-list at the time. Okay. So that, that's, that's a good thing to consider. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, um, before this, he'd already done Happy Days, Popeye, Mork and Mindy. Uh, good Morning Vietnam uh, and Dead Poets Society. Yeah. So he definitely oh, yeah. was, like, mm-hmm. huge. But yeah, it's just really interesting to consider that, but because it changed the game. Because then after that, we get we switch over to Lion King, where it's just like boom, voice actors. Yeah, James Earl Jones. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I just re- I really liked it, but it also changed the game with pop culture references in animation. Mm-hmm. There's very before this, there was like it, it never really happened. Yeah, right, as so. well, and it definitely dates this movie. It does, but... Yeah. In fact, here, I'll, I'm going to transition this into a little game. Okay. How many impressions can you list off that he made? Oh. Uh, not too many. I know he did Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Yeah. He did... DeVito, right? He did Johnny no. Carson. Not Johnny DeVito. Carson. De Niro. De-, De Niro. He did De Niro, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mix up DeVito and De Niro a lot, which is funny because... Names similar, people no not, not in the slightest. <laughs> no, uh, <clears throat> they he also did like um, a Marx, one of the Marx brothers. Oh yeah, Groucho oh, Marx. Yeah, Groucho Groucho. Marx. Yeah. Okay, then he also did like Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. Yes. I can't believe it. I'm losing to a rug. Yeah. And is and Schwarzenegger impre- impression. Mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger and, impression. And um. I don't, it's just like I did not know who Dangerfield was for a long flipping time until just like yeah. unless you've seen Caddyshack or Back to School, he's in, he's in a lot. But the, like he's kids he's watching the, this certainly um, wouldn't have got I mean, it. No respect, that guy. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Dangerfield. Yeah, it's like all of these impressions are certainly for the parents. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it definitely dates the film because, it, like, like I said, Rodney Dangerfield very much da- dates the film. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and some of those references were even old in 92. Like, mm-hmm. Carson and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's just one of those things. It's just, like, the pop culture references. And then from that, we ended up going 
more towards films that actually incorporated far even more so and relied on it more. We go and yeah. go into Shrek and things like that. Yeah. Further on, I mean, it took eight like more eight years or so until Shrek came out after this, but still, that's that's the progression. Yeah. And it started with Aladdin with pop culture. Yeah. Um. The other thing I wanted to talk about is Aladdin's lying in it, like what, like his his. I'm trying to justify his lying in the film because a lot of people give him a lot of flack for mm-hmm. the amount of lying that he did. But I don't know. For me, I, I don't know. What, what, what do you guys feel about about it? What a lot of lying? Yeah, from his. It's like, like a major part I, of the story. Yeah, but yeah, but I don't do like you... it. I don't think that you should ever lie to get someone to fall. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is kind of like greasy in a way. Yeah, yeah. But for me, I feel but it like it does also blow up in his face. It does, and as you know, all lies in romance and film do. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's just typical. You know, writing film writing one on one. That's real life too. Like even even go back to mm-hmm. go back to Shakespeare and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. I justify his lying because of just like with his mindset at that point is just his idea of worthiness towards Jasmine because he never lied to her mm-hmm. at the beginning. He did. He was no, very no. clear of himself. He showed where he was. He was actually very vulnerable. Yeah. In in those moments, but as soon as he heard the word princess, it was just like look. He just his self esteem lowered, and he's just like, how could I even remotely be worthy of this of this, you know, wonderful you know, person who I clearly am deeply, you know, film-wise in love with. Yeah. Uh, but after that point, it's just like his his sense of self-worth is just so, like, how could she ever love me? So he had to, he felt like he had to. And that's, like, you know, I don't justify his leaning into it after... You know, she call, tries to call him out on it after a whole new world, but mm-hmm. yeah, before that is just like I can understand his mindset. Right. Oh. Uh, yeah, you can see why he mm-hmm. did it. It just doesn't necessarily make yeah. it work. <laughs> That's true. Um. Okay, so another thing I wanted to speak on was some of the songs. So, cool thing about this one is that it's. It's still remnant of of Ashman because he had a lot of he he was really loved the the story of Aladdin. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I just want to do a, a quick tiny debate on which uh, between two different songs. Okay. Ah. So uh, they're similar in kind of feel, but I just want to think of like which one do you guys like more? Okay. Between okay. Prince Ali and Friend Like Me. Uh, friend like me, definitely. Yeah. You know? I don't know. For, for me, I like, I like uh, Prince Ali a bit more because I like the beat to it and the and the pacing. And then, mm. I don't know. I see I see myself singing along a bit more with friend or with uh, Prince Ali because it's just like, especially with all the the separate voices that he does in it. Yeah. It makes it. I, I think, Prince Ali is catchier. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. content-wise, I think 
friend like me is the better song. Hmm. Okay. I agree. I really like, like it goes through a bunch of different styles yeah. and like mm-hmm. the beat and like, can you have friends do, do this? Do, oh do, yeah. You know, I really yeah. like that part <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, I just think a friend like me is a way more complicated song. Okay. And I think it's mm. just, yeah, it's just the better song of the two, even though that's no real discredit to Prince Ali. Like, mm-hmm. It's not a bad song. Oh, yeah. Song. Oh, that's what no. I'm saying. It's just debating between them. It's not saying which one, like, like it's, in fact, I would, like, they're really high up there. I mean, like, there's, there's these are still Disney songs that I put really high on the echelon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just fun to compare the two because they're similar in, in feel and concept so it's just like fun to kind of debate between the two because you can't debate between these ones and whole new world they're completely different songs that is true like they're just so different there's nothing there's no i don't know it's like there's a clear romance song but then there's an upbeat exposition song yeah Mm -hmm. you know so that's why i just wanted to talk about those between those two um all right so Something else I got down here is the concept of freeing a genie is one of those things that kind of like sits in my brain a little bit. It's just like, what happens if you free a genie? Like, Hmm. this is a clear, like, phenomenal cosmic power. Hmm. It's just like, without any restrictions. What do you do when you don't give any restrictions to phenomenal cosmic power? That's a pretty crazy power thing. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. There was an episode of Rescue Rangers that I remember that had a genie, and when he like tr- the genie like tricked one of the one of the rangers to like free him, but then he had to take his place. Mm. It was one of those oh. things. So it was just like an exchange. Yeah, that was one concept of of releasing a genie. So it was just like well, I can see I guess that the exchange could have been Jafar then. Well, even yeah. so, but then I really like the live action version of it. The live-action Aladdin, where releasing the genie turns him human, because mm. it's just like you free him, but you release the power. Yeah. Without right. so there's no I, I cosmic power imbalance. I didn't remember the genie became human at the end of that movie. Yeah, Will Smith got like a wife and kids. Oh man, what are you gonna do in like Aladdin two then? I don't know if. They're... I don't think they're gonna make another. They're not one. gonna live-action the Return of Jafar. I don't think so. No, I don't think that's happening. That'd be the far superior film. <laughs> I don't know. Sure, buddy. Sure. <laughs> you hang in there for a return of Jafar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're getting like a new Lion King. Oh, a prequel. Yeah, like who needed that? Like, why yeah. can't we get Aladdin in Return of Jafar? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um. One other part that I have to talk about in this film is the amount of dad jokes that Jafar makes. I'm going to just list off a couple here. So he, like, unravels carpet by saying, things are unraveling fast now. And <laughs> and um, don't toy with me. And he turns Abu into a clapping toy monkey. Yeah. And... Um, uh, your time's running out, princess, and t- puts her in this hourglass. It's just like, how many dad jokes can you fit into a, a two-minute period? Ask Arnold. And oh, like, you guys, you guys have talked to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> True. 
You've seen it. Uh, things are are getting. I'm just getting warmed up and blows fire and. Yeah. And oh, get the point and swords. He's just like, oh, so bad but yet so good. When you got the power <laughs> to back up your jokes, I guess you can make them. Yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah. Now, on to a serious deep dive on this one is a classic subject, which is feminism. Oh, fun. Oh. Now, on, since feminism will revolve around a single character on this film, um, I'll talk about, I'm going to talk about her agency, because she has a lot mm -hmm. more agency herself than previous ones. Like, it's sort of like... In the terms, in the in the ladder of feminism, this was just another rung up. It's not up there, not really high up there, but it's higher than before. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Jasmine has a lot more agency to her to her story than, say, Ariel or Belle, for instance. Yeah, like she, like a lot of it is actually because she has rejected so many people of her own free will, of her own stubborn free will, that she leads to the conflict of her needing a suitor for this. And and she's still, like, she might not... If she's ignorant of the outside world, yes, and that's not really specifically her fault. That's I put mm -hmm. that on her dad. Yeah. yeah. A lot more. Um, but even so, like, she... Then, just gonna put this out there. Jasmine's my favorite princess. Interesting. Ooh. Jasmine's my favorite princess. Um, she adapts actually quite quickly. Like even in like the scene where Aladdin shows up, and he's like, he says just like, play along, and just like, oh, I'm gonna take her to the doctor. Hello, hello, doctor. How are you? She's talking to a camel, and just like, yeah. no, no, she not that in. one. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, yeah, she learns pretty fast in that regard like it's pretty clear and then even so like like going from that moment in where she's about to lose her hand because of her ignorance and then being able to get herself out of there with Aladdin's help and accepting his help with that very in a very easy way and then see, having that that moment with Aladdin like one of the things I love about about these two is that it's pretty even with character development and understanding of each other, of the romance. And we don't get this again, I think, until, like, Tangled, hmm. when you think about it. I mean, where you got both sides, like, both sides of the romance. Usually it's one-sided trying to get towards another. Or a romance that's so quick it doesn't oh, really... Okay. You don't really understand it. Like, okay. like, um... Sleeping Beauty is, is incredibly quick, and Snow White is stupid quick, and yeah. and um, Little Mermaid, you get it from Ariel's point of view, but not so much Eric's. Right. I guess you do get it with Beauty and the Beast, but it's the power dynamic mm -hmm. is quite different as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, but with Aladdin and Jasmine, it's, it's back and forth, and she chooses him because of Aladdin, not as not nearly as much as because of Prince Ali. Yeah. So that's yeah. she doesn't like yeah. Prince Ali. And but she likes the way that like when even when he doesn't know that she's Jasmine, 
or like the princess, he respects her. And that's, I think, what, what one of those things yeah. that she really liked. So I really in, enjoyed that aspect of this. Now, put forward with, you know, other measurements of, of uh, feminism, it fails in every way. Because, like, what's the, what's the feminism test that in, uh, in film uh, where two char- female characters are in a room without talking about a man? Oh. oh, 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 what's it called? Hang on, hang on. I can find it's that for a deep us. cut for uh, me. I know. Like, like this... Where did we learn that, Ruth? I don't know. I learned it from the show Jane the Virgin. Oh. So that's... Okay, it's the Bechtel test. The Bechtel, Bechtel? test. Bechtel? Bechtel? Bechtel. Bechtel. Okay, so yeah. yeah, this one completely and utterly fails the Bechtel test because there is only one female character and she spends majority of the time talking about a man. That's true. Or or the suitor of a man for her betrothal. And yeah. it's just like, yes, it fails the Bechtel test. Completely. <laughs> it is yeah. utter and dismal failure of this test. Gra- granted, I think the Bechtel test is far more suited towards television shows than film and because film has more limited time, yeah. but... It's just, it's a measure of the representation of women in fiction. So okay. Anything. Books, movies, TV, whatever. So yeah, Aladdin utterly fails the Bechdel test. Yeah. Completely. So, yeah. in regards to feminism, this film still fails, but it fails less. Okay. Uh, what, what, what do you think, Sarah? Uh, I don't agree. I think Belle is a better representation of progress for females than Jasmine, no. but... Yeah, Belle is doing her own thing. She's living her life. She's in her 20s already. She hasn't been forced to marry anyone. She's kidnapped by a man and forced to fall in love with him. She chooses to be kidnapped by him to save her father. The circumstances of the falling in love, not great. I'm not saying that it's, like, super good for feminism, <laughs> but I think Belle's a stronger character. Something tells me that this subject is going to come up a lot during our podcast times. It's just going to be a continuous debate until... Until we we can just like be done with it. I don't always think Belle. No, 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 no. Not about Belle Benner. It's just, just the, the kidnapped angle. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean yeah. the truth of the yeah. movie? <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that that's good. That that's how they fall in love. But Belle is a strong woman. She does what she wants. Her father's like, oh, you should marry this man. She's like, screw that. He's a mm. jerk. Like, I'm not gonna yeah. do that. She doesn't fall okay. for Gaston's. Chiseled chin. So, we can, we, you can, we can disagree yeah. on it. So I'm just, I'm not trying to yeah, convince yeah, yeah. you. Well, it is an interesting argument. Um, so, all right. So in terms of feminism, we'll put, so Beauty and the Beast goes a bit higher than Jasmine. In my opinion. Yeah. Are we creating an official scale of Disney animated feminism? No. <laughs> is that what we're doing? Honestly, no. I would probably end up doing that we... in my brain. <laughs> We can have different opinions on how we feel yeah. about it because we are friends, and that's yeah, okay. it is. <laughs> all right, uh, I think that's about all I got for for a deep dive. Okay, so on to you, Jasmine. All right. Um, first thing, I forgot to put this in my notes, so I grabbed it really quickly while we were chatting. Um, the Academy Awards for this movie nominated for one, two, three, four, five Academy Awards. Best Original Score, one, for Alan Menken. 
Best Original Song won for A Whole New World by Alan Menken and Tim Rice. Nominated for A Friend Like Me by Alan Menken and Howard Ashman. Nominated for Best Sound. And uh, nominated for Best Sound Effects nice. edit, edit Team. So, yeah, pretty good. And then, like, lots of other awards That's as cool. well. Um, they yeah. won the Golden Globe for Best Original Score and Best Original Song for A Whole New World as well. Robin Williams got a Special Achievement Award. Mm. Nice. Um, and at the Grammys, they won Song of the Year for A Whole New World, Best Pop Performance by a Duo or a Group of Vocals for A Whole New World, Best Musical Album for Children for their soundtrack, other stuff too. They got a lot uh, of awards. Aladdin interesting did pretty Interesting fact. Well. Um, this was the last song for Disney to be in the number one until we don't talk about Bruno. Oh. Like for winning an Oscar? No, no, no. To be number one on the charts. Oh, okay. I was like, I, I don't... <laughs> so, yeah, num- to be number one on saying. the charts. I see what you're saying. Like, Whole gotcha. New World was the last one to be a, a number one before... We don't talk about Bruno. Gotcha. No, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, so, the story of Aladdin comes from 1710, so it's very old. Um, it was originally called Aladdin's Wonderful Lamp, and it was in 1001 Nights. Uh, excuse me, a French translator named Galland, don't know if that's how you say his name, added it to the collection of Middle Eastern folktales from the Islamic Golden Age, and he said he heard it from a Syrian scholar in Aleppo, but no one has ever found the original Arabic mm. source. So that, that is interesting. Can't be confirmed. Well. Yeah. Originally, it was actually set in China, and Aladdin was not an orphan, but a poor Chinese boy living with his mother. I love it when, when, when tales originate in different areas. Like, I heard of, of a version of Cinderella that took place in China. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the assumption of the Middle Eastern origin comes mainly from character names, like, um, originally, Jasmine's name is not Jasmine, it's Princess Badrulbador, um, and that means full moon of moons in Arabic, and they call the father the sultan instead of, like, the more Chinese term, emperor. Uh, the dialogue is also full of devout Muslim remarks and platitudes suggesting that this Chinese town was on the Silk Road route. Mm, cool. Um, very multicultural yeah. yeah so that's kind of what where it comes from potentially there's a lot of unconfirmed stuff because it was a long time ago um some of the character names in this film come from the 1940 film the thief of baghdad jafar and abu both character names in that hmm. movie uh the genie was written specifically for robin williams uh they wanted to convince him to take it um, because, Robin Williams. like Zach said, this is the first time that they're using a big name in an animated movie. So to convince him, they animated his stand-up routines cool. with the genie. Oh, wow. And the one that got him was they animated his routine where he um, talks about being schizophrenic. And he has a conversation back and forth with himself. And he, was, he thought it was hilarious. So he's like, okay, I'll do it. However, they did have backup plans. They considered other actors if he said no. Name those actors. I not know Contextually, these. early 90s comedy actors slash Tim comedians. Allen? Who do you think? Tim Allen was not considered. Nope. Tom Hanks. Nope. Yeah, I guess Tom Hanks would be com- com- comedic at that point. Uh, energetic comedians. 
Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> no. <laughs> he wasn't even the first consideration for Iago, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank here. I have no idea. Interesting. Uh, first up, John Candy. Oh, that would be amazing. John Candy would have been good. Yeah. Steve Martin. Martin. Yep. Very Eddie, zany. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, okay. Yeah. I played this with Tyler yesterday after I got my notes ready, and Eddie Murphy was his first guest. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you guys are Ed, Eddie Murphy and John Candy have played Disney characters. Yeah. Um, Martin Short. Martin Short would make sense. Yep. John Goodman. John Goodman would have been good. And Albert Brooks. Hmm. Literally. So, that was their list if Robin Williams had said no, but obviously. I think the only one I don't, I can't confirm a Disney character for in in that list is Steve Martin. Mm, Yeah, I would have to think a lot about that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Aladdin, his look. They started basing him off of Michael J. Fox, but they decided he was too cutesy. <laughs> um, so they ended up basing him on which classic action movie Tom star? Cruise. Correct. They wanted him to be really handsome, so they based him on Tom. A <laughs> white man. Yeah. <laughs> um, as Zach hinted at or touched on, Yago's named after the villain from. Othello. Fireworks. I love I love the Brooklyn um, Nine Nine quote in that we're just like, oh, you're being a real Othello. I'm surprised you are uh, a real Iago. I'm surprised you even read, read Othello. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm talking calling you the bird from the Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there were two actors that turned down the role before Gilbert Gottfried. Okay. Is it going to be in the in, in that list those? as well? Is it going to be like Steve Martin and Not Martin Short? Nope, not the same list. Well, I have no idea. Oh, wait. At some point, they were considering more calm for Iago and then zane- a little, slightly more loud for for Jafar, so maybe calm. Um, I don't know. Let's, I'll just say James Earl Jones. No. We did... I did mention one of the actors' names earlier by accident in place of someone else. Mm. Do you I remember? Don't. I wasn't paying attention that closely. Danny DeVito. Oh, DeVito. Another one that got yeah. a Disney role after. That would have been good. Yep. Well, so many people would turn down a Disney role, regret it, and come back later. Like, we talked about that for yeah. Billy Crystal, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other one was Joe Pesci. Oh, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci? Yeah. That would have been yeah. interesting. He turned it down. Yeah. Trying to get yeah. a recording of him long so, enough for without dropping F-bombs, that'd be... I mean, like, how long it took him to do it with Home Alone. Yeah. We got Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, so, so good. Not bad. It was a perfect... Won. Like, honestly, his voice does sound like it could be a parrot. I mean, like, that's why you got the Aflac deal. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Uh, interesting fact I have for uh, for Gilbert Gottfried in the film. Uh, there's one moment that he that he improv that was that was so good that he made Robin Williams laugh, and that's why I got kept in. <laughs> and that was um, when he's, like, freaking out and wanting to go on the run. And he's just like, okay, we're just gonna get, just pack the pack the essentials. We're just gonna grab the guns, the knives, and how about this picture? I don't know. I'm making a really funny face. In it. It's just like, yeah, that's a funny moment. But it was just like, yep, that made Robin Williams laugh. That's pretty awesome yeah. improv. That's yeah. Pretty good if you can make him laugh. <laughs> um, in 2017, 
they decided to change, well, they didn't decide, they were pressured to change the lyrics to Arabian Nights. So originally the lyric was, where they cut off your ear, if they don't like your face, it's barbaric. But hey, it's home. Whoa. The American, yeah, the American Arab Anti-Discrimination Committee campaigned to have it changed because it was an offensive stereotype. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. Very fair. Um, so now it's where it's flat and immense and the heat is intense, it's barbaric, but hey, it's home. So they left in the word barbaric and they argued that they're talking about the mm-hmm. climate, not about the people. Um, what, but what, what year was that? They still don't like it. What year Sorry? was that? They changed it in 2017. Okay, I thought it was before that that they changed it, but okay. No. <clears throat> so, th- this is what it said in what I was reading mm. anyways. You know, the internet isn't always 100% accurate, but, uh, yeah, so they changed it and people are still not super happy because they left in the word barbaric, but. What? what? Yeah, uh, well, you still gotta make it flow. Yeah, but they probably could have figured it out. Disney lyricists are pretty talented, mm. but anyways. Um, Aladdin was the first movie where the voice actors didn't have to also be singers. So Linda Larkin is the voice of Jasmine. Leah Salonga, as I mentioned earlier, was her singing mm-hmm. voice. So you're right about the white voice and Linda Larkin, she's <laughs> a white woman. Uh, Leah Salonga, not a white woman. Okay. Um, that was the same with Aladdin. He was voiced by Scott Winger, but his singing voice is Brad Kane. Uh, this is because they wanted to make sure they had a strong enough cast to keep pace with Robin Williams. <laughs> so they needed strong voices in both regard, both speaking and singing, to keep up with Oh, them. yeah. You would have to. I mean, like... Like, yeah. You got that kind of that so, kind of stand-up man? Yeah. So they went with people that were strong mm-hmm. already. <clears throat> um... Aladdin was meant to finally show us an interesting and desirable prince because up to now the princes were boring. Yeah. And they wanted Aladdin to be for the princes what Ariel and Belle were for princesses. Yeah. Give us an interesting male. Eric was only interesting for five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Not a super fascinating character. I mean, obviously the beast is interesting, but that's very different. Mm -hmm. Um, Robin Williams... Busy guy, of course. Didn't have a lot of time to record. So, as Zach mentioned, he did a lot of improv. He basically would come in, he'd say a line 20 different ways, so they had plenty to work with, and they would choose whatever was funniest. So, for example, the line where he's Groucho Marx, he did that as a few different characters, and they thought, Groucho's the funniest, we'll keep no that No substitutions or a refund. <laughs> yeah, he just basically did what he wanted, and they just took it and ran with it. So, yeah, like Jack Nicholson, he was just throwing out... All different impressions, <laughs> and they just went with whatever they thought. Which sounds was, like Robin so. Williams. Yeah, definitely. But that yeah. definitely sub- subverts the rule of voice acting over, over animation because usually you got the storyboards and you got the animators working on something, and then just have to make the lips match up with the with the voice. Yeah. But yeah. nope, completely yeah. different impression. Oh, we're gonna do Pinocchio. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just he did what he wanted to do. Um, Disney has tried a few times to get Patrick Stewart into a movie, and he was actually almost Jafar, but he couldn't do it due to scheduling conflicts because of Star Trek, and he's apparently said that it's one of his biggest regrets. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Mind, so that could have mind been you, because he didn't take that, the guy that did take it, jo- uh, Jonathan Freeman, has had a full, long career of it. Oh, Like, yeah. literally everything... Patrick- 
Jafar, like video games and yeah, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Patrick Stewart wouldn't have had time no. to continue on. No. And in fact, uh, um, I don't yeah. know if you if you have this listed, but Jonathan Freeman um, did per- portrayed Jafar in the first Broadway production of Aladdin. Yeah. Yeah, so he has definitely done well yes. for himself thanks to that. I'd definitely um, add some gravitas to the Broadway show. Yeah. So, uh, with this production, the reason that Robin Williams is not in the second movie is he had a falling out with them because they used his voice for marketing and he did not tell them that they could do that. He did not want to be involved in marketing. He didn't want to be a Burger King, like, Toys. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He just he didn't want to be involved with like really lame stuff like that. He didn't want to be in mm-hmm. like the character showing up in the Burger King commercial to film yeah. the movie. You also, know? He didn't also like he didn't that. want the genie but, being like taking over the posters and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, they didn't listen, so they had a falling out, and that's why we have Homer Simpson for is that the next movie. Is that where we got Fern Gully? Because that was just done like right after this, wasn't it? I guess, but... I don't know. Because uh, Fern Gully is Robin Williams as well. Yes, it is, but uh, what, I think Fern Gully is 93, so I think... pretty it, sure it's like, yeah, 92, 93. Like, is that why he went and did Fern Gully right away? I don't know. I didn't uh, no, Fern Gully is the same year. 92? Oh. Nin- 1992. Oh, so he probably, probably did it at the did same time. Yeah. yeah, which is kind of crazy, because yeah. I'm pretty sure he was on long-term contract. Weird. Mind you, that yeah, one was, so was he, created in Australia, so maybe, whatever. It's a great yeah. movie. He was it's okay. he was pretty mad. This has nothing to do with us not having those songs on the soundtrack on Spotify, but I did quickly look that up, and it is in his like his estate, as Zach said. You can't use his voice after he dies. He doesn't want people to do what? that. What? So. Ah, yeah. Dang. But I want to say I don't know. Some the people. There's Jones. some. There's some speculation on it, like it might be only for a certain amount of time, like 20 years, and then it'll be back out, I don't know, but yeah. Uh, In regards to what Brandon just said, anti-James Earl Jones. Yeah, James Earl Jones sold all his voice rights so they can keep making Darth Vader after he dies. Bruce Willis actually just sold his entire deepfake likeness so he can keep making movies after he dies. So there's going to be digital Bruce Willis's now. So, yeah. so Bojack Horseman's coming true? Yeah, because Bruce Willis has retired. Yeah, he's right? got... Because of yeah, his illness? Yeah, he's got... A degenerative yeah. mental disorder. Yeah. Right. But yeah, yeah he yeah, just yeah. signed away his, like, deep fake likenesses. Which is interesting, because mm. I know we're gonna... I know we're getting a movie with James Dean soon. And it's, like, mm. the same kind of technology. It's just full deep fake. Mm. I'm like, it'll be interesting, but I'm not sure if I like yeah. it at all. Well, I yeah. appreciate it for Darth Vader. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah. a voice though. That's a little different. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you don't need to see anybody. Yeah, be in the mm-hmm. mask. like that's that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't I don't know how I feel about the like the CGI Bruce Willis. Like it'll be nice to see Bruce Willis, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I don't need to see him trying yeah, to fight. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, I guess we'll see how. Well, it I guess if we ever want to get a sequel for uh, uh, for Fifth Element, <laughs> then we'll see. No, that movie's perfect. They shouldn't touch it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, um, Ashman, Howard Ashman and Alan Menken, they had wanted to make this movie together. We talked about this um, back when when we talked about Beauty and the Beast. Um, Ashman really wanted to work on it. He was really passionate about it, but they, like, 
enticed him to do yeah. other things, so they didn't get to finish it together. But three of their songs are in the movie, like we talked about earlier, Friend Like Me, Prince Ali, also Arabian Nights. Hmm. So, so more upbeat songs Ashman still yeah. got to be in it. are, are yeah. Ashman's. That's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's really cool because, again, Friend Like Me and, and Prince Ali, like the lyrics are where it's at in those ones. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's really cool. Granted, I'm sure Prince Ali, you couldn't, like, the, the lyrics are there, but the impressions make it. Yeah. And a lot with that song. Yeah. But yeah. Those are the songs that he wrote before he died. Um, the script actually, as I mentioned earlier, the original story, Aladdin's not an orphan, he has a mom. They did include his mother mm-hmm. at first. Uh, but Jeffrey Katzenberg axed it because he was like, yeah, this is really not doing anything for me. There was a whole song written with about oh, her wow. as well. Proud of your boy. Just cut, cut it. Cut it yeah. completely. Made it into the Broadway, though. Yeah. Um, they moved the city as well from Baghdad to fictional Agrabah instead. I think that was probably the right call. Yeah. And then we have Easter eggs. We already talked a lot about these, but I'll go through them. Pinocchio's head on the genie to call Aladdin mm-hmm. a liar. Uh, genie pulls Sebastian from mm-hmm. a cookbook. In the scene when Jasmine's suitors are arriving, the filmmakers Ron Clements and John Musker are there. Uh, they animated themselves. Oh in wow! TV. Another suitor yeah. for the princess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, wow. And they're then, there in every other movie that they make after this. Uh, when Jafar's curse breaks and Raja is changing, um, briefly, Raja has a Mickey head. Oh, really? Very briefly, yeah. Uh, they The person that uh, shared all this stuff online that I was looking at, they got a screenshot of that exact Ooh, moment. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the beast is in all the figures that the Sultan is stacking. Uh, this person also said that they thought they saw, like, a Bagheera-looking character. Was it Bagheera? One of the cats in the Jungle Book, and um, a Yago-looking one, but it's just a parrot and a cat. Like, they don't look anything like the characters. But the beast is pretty yes. clear. Yes, the beast is very obvious. Um, I mean, like, there's nothing quite like beast. Yeah, exactly. During the magic carpet ride, you can see Zeus's temple in the background, even though Hercules has not come out yet. Yeah, that one was still five years away. So what, A little was, bit of foreshadowing there. I think that was just a, a typical temple. It might not have been even. Maybe they just took it from. Oh, from it that. looks identical to Zeus's temple. Yeah. Well, I think that one was an actual location, though. It's not just uh, an, not just a thing. It's uh, what one of the seven wonders of the world was the temple of Zeus. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, it's in in the background of this. I'm sure they knew at this point that they were making Hercules. Like that stuff gets planned really far in advance. Well, probably. Yeah. Even if it was even if it was just an idea. At this yeah. Point, but. Anyways, uh, and then at the end when the genie gets freed, he's wearing a goofy hat and a Hawaiian shirt, and that's paying homage to a short live-action animated movie called Back to Neverland, which Robin Williams is in, and that's what he wore, so. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. And finally, we have some cast information. So, Aladdin, voiced by Scott Wenger, like I said <laughs> before, um, the main thing he has done is Full House. He's Steve Hale, DJ's boyfriend. And in Fuller House, eventually, the man she does end up with. Spoiler wow. alert. Um, I love Full House. I'm all for Steve Hale. I have never seen it. Never watched, Loved nor cared. It. What? I think, I think we have our next podcast idea from Sarah. <laughs> what is wrong 
with you. No, if you never watched it before and you watch it now, you guys aren't going to like it because you don't have the nostalgia attached to it. And it's a 90s family yeah. sitcom. <laughs> like, you gotta... It's hard to now love as a grown adult, yeah. I think. Um, but I have the nostalgia attached to it. Fuller House, especially, like, watching it for the first time as an adult because it just started coming out a few years ago. Very terrible. But the nostalgia is there. <laughs> and now... If I watch it, I'm sure I will never stop crying because Bob Saget died. And didn't that one chick um, go to prison? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because she was bribing the school, the school yeah. to get her kid in. Yeah. But yeah, Bob Saget's death was the most impactful celebrity death for me really? thus far. Even more so than Alan Rickman. Mm. And I love mm. Harry Potter. Uh, Robin Williams. Robin Williams was one of yeah, yeah, Robin Williams is my hardest. Yeah. That was yeah. the one I've, like, I've really that, had to come to terms with. That makes sense. Yeah. I remember yeah. when I saw his yeah. wax sculpture at Madame Tussauds in L.A. I literally just mm. stood there and, like, told him how much I missed him. I was like, mm. yeah. Robin Williams hit me the worst. Especially just how he went. Mm. Like, I yeah. think if he would have just gotten old and died, it'd be like, that sucks, Robin Williams, what a legend. But, like, how yeah. he went makes me extra sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're actually going to talk about that mm. in a second. Uh, how about um, we just segue straight into but, that? <laughs> well, I just have one other person to talk about before we get there uh but yeah uh scott winger as usual i tried to look at what other disney stuff any of these people have done he did not do anything else it was just he's done all the aladdin stuff he voices aladdin for everything um jasmine played by linda lurkin no other disney stuff but she's done all of the jasmine things at least at least they the get city paychecks yeah yeah absolutely uh, Genie, voiced by Robin Williams. The other Disney things he did, Back to Neverland, like I mentioned, and Flubber. Flubber, yeah. Classic. Oh, Flubber. I love Classic. Flubber. So, um, I thought that this was really interesting. So I knew, obviously, that Robin Williams had committed suicide. Yeah. Um, so I was looking into it, just, like, learning a little bit more about it. And, uh, it explained more about it since they've like done the autopsy research obviously this happened a while ago because it was in 2014 mm -hmm. but so he was reported to have died by asphyxiation due to asphyxiation by hanging um the autopsy reports showed that his anxiety and depression which ultimately led to that were largely due to diffuse lewy body dementia um which is really hard to so diagnose yeah, exactly. His wife had said his brain was falling apart and he was originally diagnosed with Parkinson's because they couldn't figure out what was happening to him. Um, but he was sick. Um, it was more than... Not that anxiety and depression isn't enough to be terrible, but it was more mm -hmm. than that. Um, Lewy body dementia encompasses both Parkinson's dementia and dementia with Lewy bodies. And they determined that he didn't have Parkinson's, he had the other one. And that is what caused him to have such bad anxiety and depression and what caused him ultimately to kill himself because, like, there's no way out of that. Um, so, yeah, that's very, very yeah. sad. And also I just thought it was really interesting because I, I thought that, not that he was just depressed and that's why he killed himself, but I didn't realize what fully led to him getting to where yeah, he was, you know? it's tragic. Um, it's very tragic, yeah. So... Obviously, they, there were a lot of tributes mm -hmm. for him from various people, like Barack Obama made a statement, like, lots of people paid tribute to him. Obviously, he was very well-loved. Um, but specifically in regards to, like, Aladdin, the Disney Channel 
um, all of the Disney channels, played Aladdin with drawings of him airing before the credits, him as the genie. Um, the cast of the Broadway Aladdin had the audience join in for a sing-along of Friend Like Me. Mm. And I, like, wow. I bet there was no dry eyes there. Like, holy, that's, I can't even imagine being there yeah, for that. Um, I think they also did something with the lights out on Broadway to pay tribute to him as well. Um, but yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, very, very sad, yeah. obviously. Like, very, when very you talk sad. about, like, contributions to a single genre mm-hmm. yeah he he changed the world like even not even just the genre but even the the medium that he that he got famous for yeah well stand up stand up yeah yeah his stand up yeah. was the best honestly yeah like yeah. i'm not the craziest person for stand up but i could watch his live at the met performance live anytime. at the met was really good i always liked um live on broadway uh, one of his like mm-hmm. lower or mm-hmm. later ones or whatever yeah, yeah but you can yeah you can yeah. find live at the met on on youtube i think it was but yeah it was mm-hmm. so good yeah definitely no arguments about him being amazing <laughs> yeah so very sad but he did a really great job with this character yeah um, Jafar, as we talked about, was voiced by Jonathan Freeman. He has done all of the Jafar things. And also, he was in the Aladdin TV series as the voice of Ding. I thought that was interesting. Is, I don't remember that. I don't know <laughs> either, but I just thought it was interesting that he's in Aladdin more than once, but not only as yeah. Jafar. Uh, interesting thing on Jafar himself, uh, the character design is, um... Actually, like the the animator or the creator of, of Jafar, essentially modeled him after Maleficent. You know, oh, I, I guess I can kind of see the it's base the, like, model. Yeah, like like the shape and the headpiece and the yeah. staff and the bird. Yeah, I can, like, I can see. The main, yeah, the main thing I saw about the animation was they were modeling their style sort of after um, that caricature artist in the like, New York Times. Very famous line drawings. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the artist didn't want any credits. They're like, yeah, you were inspired by me. That's great. But I didn't make this. Yeah, so. That's not the first and the only time that they did that. Uh, they Disney later did that in uh, Fantasia 2000 with a whole mm. segment. Yeah. Yeah. And they, like, specifically animated Aladdin to be a little more caricature-y. Mm-hmm. Like, because Beauty and the Beast, they tried to make people look more mm-hmm. realistic. Yeah. Aladdin, they didn't worry nope. about that. Um, Abu, The Cave of Wonders, and Raja, all voiced by the same actor, Frank Welker, who has 899 credits on IMDb. He's... So I did not no, go through No, 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 do not do that. Uh, he's definitely no, <laughs> there was no known for way. his animal abilities. Uh, we'll definitely yeah. bring him up in the next, in, in the Lion King episode. But, uh, yeah. yeah, his ability with, with Abu is just amazing because, oh. Yeah, he's awesome. I love it. <laughs> He's he's but, voiced Figaro in like tons of Mickey Mouse stuff. Um, he's the Cave of Wonders in the live action Aladdin as well. Oh, yeah. Well, um, yeah. he did a lot of WB stuff as well. Like he's just everywhere. Um, and I wrote down many many things because I just there was <laughs> no, no, way. no way I was not gonna scroll through it yeah. all but yeah, as well. But he's done a the lot. The Cave of Wonders is really stuff. an interesting thing because it's just like that is like how do you get that deep? 
from going so high as as a boo to so deep as the Cave of Wonders. It's just like that is that yeah. that wow yeah, so voice actor to the max. He's... That is like beyond Jim Cummings level. Yeah, yeah, he's very talented. Um, Yago Gilbert Gottfried, as we mentioned, he is for other Disney stuff. He did does all the Yago stuff, or he did obviously before he passed mm-hmm. away. Um, the replacements. He plays himself, The Replacements, the Disney Channel TV show. Um, he was in Hannah Montana. He was in Emperor's New School. And he's in Hercules. So, he did a few cool. things. I think it's very funny that he was in Hannah Montana. Yeah. Well, if you want somebody to act uh, like an annoying person, I mean... I mean, yeah. I, I absolutely love the time that he showed up on Gilbert on, on uh, last week tonight. With oh, John yeah. Oliver, he just showed up for, for, for some part of it. And it was just like... Yep. This sure is good. I saw that. Yeah. Um, the Sultan is voiced by Douglas Seal, who's also in Rescuers Down Under. Uh, yeah, I, I know which, which character. I'm not, I don't. You're no, asking I don't know. Character? I don't know the name of the character. I just rem- I know which part now. That, now that I think of the voice. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't write it down. And then we mentioned Jim Cummings. He is in this. He's additional voices, so uh, not a specific character. One of the voices I know peppered. that he voices in it is the chief. Is the chief guard? Oh, okay. Because I can I can definitely hear that. He wasn't. Yeah, I didn't see him specifically credited for anything. Just mm-hmm. additional voices. Um, and then finally we have our singing voices. Brad Kane as Aladdin. He's a Broadway guy. Not a big TV movie guy. Big on Broadway. And Leah Salonga. Who actually I really really love. I've looked into her mm-hmm. a lot. I obviously didn't remember where she was from because I didn't focus on that when I've looked into her. Um, but she is also the singing voice of Mulan. She did a lot of musical theater in the Philippines growing up, and then when they did their debut of Miss Saigon in London, she played it. She played the lead female character cool. Kim. She also debuted her on Broadway. I love Miss Saigon. I've loved it for a very long time. Never watched it. <laughs> I have not. Because I did not have the opportunity. However, found it yesterday on the internet for free, so I started watching it. Um, but I just love it. It's a devastating, truly devastating musical, but very good. Is that is that um, so I just ha- Hammerstein or musical? No. No. Okay. No. It is not. And then she did just a ton of other musicals, including Les Mis. Um, she played Eponine and Fantine and made history since she is from the Philippines. Oh, that She's is interesting. Different nationality. Um, but yeah, so Flame is... No. Oh, no. She is truly amazing. And this version of Miss Saigon that I started watching, it's like they've specifically recorded it in 2016 from on the West End. So she's not playing Kim in it. However, she does play older Kim at the end, I believe. I haven't got there yet, but... Um, the girl that's playing Kim in it, like, just incredible voice. Very amazing. I truly wish that I could do Miss Saigon because I love it so much, but I would never, ever, ever endeavor to play an Asian character because they did that with Miss Saigon. Jonathan Price <laughs> was in it playing the engineer who is, um, I think, Vietnamese and French, if I recall correctly, uh, and there was a lot of backlash about that because Jonathan Price obviously is a white man. Yeah, um, is it? Is it as b- he ended up playing him? But is it bad as as yeah. Mickey Rooney? No, uh, no. I don't know if anything will ever be as bad as that. That was pretty yep. terrible. Um, but they did 
like, uh, with Miss Saigon, when they were showing it, like, they did a lot of finding white people and Asian doing makeup them. with their eyes and stuff. Mm. Yeah, like, really, really racist stuff. This production that I'm watching, it's not like that. Like, there is other nationalities in it, but, like, the main character, the main male character is a white man. He's meant to be a white mm. man. So, like, that's fine. Totally fine. Have a white man play yeah. a white man. Absolutely. Have a Vietnamese woman play a Vietnamese woman. Or Leah Salonga, she was from the Philippines. They had a hard time, apparently, finding genuine, like, nationalities for it. Um, but with this production, they mm-hmm. looked a little closely. And then, as we already talked about, live action of Aladdin, they were more careful to find the right nationality mm-hmm. for the characters. I, I saw somewhere that they had, what did it say? Like, over 2,000? Yeah, 2,000 people auditioned for the roles. Holy. Yeah, so... They're being a little more conscious in today's world of, you know, casting appropriately. I think they still had a bit of controversy for background characters, but they, but that's not so bad. Probably. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Progress still needs to be made, mm-hmm. obviously. But yeah. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Uh, I think I'm good for trivia as well. Okay. Okay. Um... So, one other thing I gotta say is that uh, we did get a review from one of our friends. Uh, he sent me a message, so this isn't sent to the podcast itself, it's just sent to, a, you know, via messenger, but it seems like a decent review to read out. So, uh, this is slightly censored. Holy, holy crap, okay. dude! Your guy's podcast is incredible! You're so professional and articulate, so detailed and informative! Love how film nerdy you guys are, but it's not overwhelmingly nerdy. It's not. I'm not a Disney guy either, but I'll sure be listening. Hundred bucks says that's Nathan. Yes, it's Nathan. I sent you the message. It's oh, Nathan. did you? Yes. Okay. I was like, that sounds like a Nathan message. <laughs> yeah. So Nathan, shout out to you. You're our best bud. We'll have to hang out as soon as you you know get out of the back country. He he ain't never coming um, out of the back country. But he needs to. He needs to make it an official review and be our first oh, reviewer, yeah. just saying. I'll see what I can do. We also, we didn't get our very first DM. We've had DMs before. Uh, yes. Um, but, like, nothing, like, not real mm-hmm. informative ones. Like, just mainly, like, my sister enjoying things <laughs> that we post. Um, but we got a DM mm. from uh, this guy named Nathaniel Heft. Don't know if we know mm. him. Um, he looks familiar. This is a little familiar. He does. He does. He looks like someone I know. Uh, for those that aren't catching up, I'm pretty sure all the people that listen to us right now do know us, but this is Zach's twin brother. Um, so he messaged us and he said, Hey guys, to counter the argument that Beauty and the Beast is a standard case of Stockholm Syndrome, the definition doesn't align because Belle never changes. She remains herself through it. It can be argued that the better diagnosis would be Lima syndrome, which is when the captor begins to empathize with the captive. Beast is the one who truly changes throughout this plot, and that is because of Belle. And I know Brandon has some thoughts. <laughs> okay, so basically, my thought is Belle 100% changes throughout the film. At the very beginning... She offers to stay, but it's kind of just to save her father. Staying is not actually a welcoming issue, like option for her. That's not what mm-hmm. she wants. After being kidnapped for a while, by the end of the movie, suddenly she's in love with the dude that's that's holding her prisoner, 
and she's willing to adapt and live to his lifestyle, which is a royal lifestyle, admittedly, but she's going from 100% as a character not wanting to be there to having been changed by the end of the story 100%. I also think that she does a hell of a lot more than empathize with the Beast. She completely changes what she wants in life to fit the Beast after falling in love with him after being kidnapped for a while. See, I, I say Stockholm Syndrome. I don't agree with that. Because even in her own I Want song in, uh, in Belle Reprise, um, she literally says, I want adventure in the Great White somewhere. So she, and talking about like, like how sure, she is she completely bored. She's completely bored with the provincial life. Yeah. Like she doesn't want to be here. So what's more exciting than trying to go with like a, a fantastical place? But she makes it clear that she doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Maybe she wants adventure but, somewhere and she gets it by being kidnapped. Mm-hmm. But she is very solid on the fact that staying with the Beast is only a thing she's doing to save her father. Before she has all the facts. If the Beast lets her go in that moment, she leaves. Guaranteed. But her oh, life absolutely. doesn't change one bit. However, she is forced to stay there in order to take her father's place. Thus changing how she behaves. She is not forced to stay there to take her father's place. She's offers, she offers but, to take her father's place. But that's that's the agreement. It's not, I can take my dad and leave, and she decides, I'm, actually, my dad's going to go and I'm going to stay. The option is either your father stays or you stay. She decided mm-hmm. her only option was to stay so her father can be free. But that isn't a choice of, I want to be here for adventure in the Great White somewhere. That is a choice yeah. of, if I don't do this, my father's going to be trapped here and killed. Mm-hmm. She 100% also, doesn't want to be there and does at the end. That is yeah. a change. Uh, and also, she does actually get the chance to leave because he yells at her and tells her to go, and she does. And the only reason she comes back is she feels bad that he got attacked by the wolf. She could have just yeah, left him. And she could have, yeah. She could have just gone home. She and then after, after that moment, the confinement is not restricted. Sure, it's not restrictive, but at that point, the Stockholm's already in. She went back for her but captor. Sto- Stockholm can't take. She place had the quickly. ability. She had the ability to be free, and she chose not to, based on the things that her captor had done to her, hmm. or the circumstances that her captor had created. Hmm. That's the moment of change. That is Belle's moment of change. Hmm. She realizes that that is now an option she accepts. That is that is Stockholm syndrome. She does a lot more than empathize with that beast. Hmm. Valid point. Valid point. It's an interesting <laughs> argument. It's gonna I take still, a lot to get me off. I still, but I still set to the point that it is far more quick, quicker than a than a Stockholm syndrome. Sure, it's than far a psychological. Is that a psychological but effect? But we also only have this. a ninety-minute movie. Yeah. How do how do you yeah, can, how Disney. do you convey Stockholm's in ninety true. minutes? You got to do it quick. That yeah. is a fact. Magic of Disney. Stockholm is Pixar. Magic of Disney. I get to use that on you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there we go. Our first DM sparked a lively oh, debate. Thanks, yeah, Nathan. And so if anybody else out there wants to, you know, add more flames to these these heated fires. Uh, or logs to them, whatever. Feel free to comment and stuff to us mm-hmm. on the official DM, official channels. Or just at me. I guess I'm willing to fight about this. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Well, 
I mean, we probably eventually want to bring him on the show, yeah. right? Yeah. So. We'll see what happens. You guys can chat <laughs> we'll then. See, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, when we eventually do Rescuers Down Under, we'll for sure bring him on for that one. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, what is our favorite musical moment in this film? Sarah. Musical moment in Aladdin, and song song is a different well musicals moment or song like musical or so it's a oh, combined okay. category okay. now okay mm-hmm. so score okay. or um or song or song yeah uh, a whole new world if I'm associating a movie with Aladdin it's a whole new world I love yeah. it I think it's a beautiful song it's very fun to sing uh, that's probably a big factor for me because being someone who enjoys singing I lean towards the songs that are fun to sing. Also, um, growing up as a young girl who wanted a boy to like me, imagining singing this song with a boy, like... Yeah, yeah, there, know, there's really no, you know. no, like, as far as a, a romantic song goes, Whole New World is, like, top echelon of, of, of yeah, romance songs. it's a great Disney one. people, I guess. And yeah. it's, I don't know, even for non-specifically very... Disney people, Whole New World is definitely, ro- like huge romantic song I, I don't know i yeah, don't know it's very fun you like you couldn't smush booties to a whole new world uh, that's not what i want to do okay you're, 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 you just couldn't it, we're not going gangster we're going gotta romantic be, song's gotta be romantic you need let's okay. get it on by marvin Gaye. <laughs> okay i thought you were gonna go uh you know my heart will go on i mean that's romantic too but that's romantic in a powerful way <laughs> Anyway, okay. So on to you. What is your favorite musical moment, Brandon? My favorite musical moment is "Friend Like Me." It's just Robin Williams at his best. Simple. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm gonna make this round this out and say that my favorite musical moment is Prince Ali because I love I love the the lyrical nature nature of it. I love the impressions that he does, and I love singing the voices like oh, he he faced the galloping hordes, a hundred bad guys with swords. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, that I like that one. It's far more difficult to try to sing Prince Ali than than it is to sing Whole New World, because yeah. Whole New World is much. It's not Robin Williams singing, so <laughs> yeah. Um, so now on to least favorite moments, Sarah. Um, anytime they sexualize Princess Jasmine, just yeah isn't necessary don't like it don't need it like her outfit obviously a little skimpy i can deal with when they over the when they Um, overdo it with the when switching her to the red one then after yeah and like just the way that they emphasize her body and stuff like we just we just don't need that it's not necessary i mean like when she uses herself to like distract him that's one thing that's, that's one different. thing. Yeah, that's, that's one her, thing. She chose to do that. She knows she has mm-hmm. that power, and she's using it to her advantage. Like that's a different mm-hmm. thing. Um, if a woman wants to use her body, that's mm-hmm. her call. Yeah. If an animator wants I'm, to use I'm her not body, gonna, I'm not gonna touch yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But like taking this young woman and putting her in a children's movie and doing things like having a heaving bosom as she walks backwards, finding out the man she loves is dead. Like, yeah. why? That's a very why, yeah, very firm statement. 
on that one. I can understand your yeah. your conviction on that being least favorite. Brandon! My least favorite moment is A Whole New World. <laughs> it's just... It's just god-awful. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Um, the voices just don't even sound like they fit. Like, maybe it's a good song, but they just don't sound like they fit. Because there's other voices. Um, it's just cheesy. It's, there's nothing good about that scene. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. Right, audience yeah. members, please write in and critique Brandon on this fact. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Alright, uh, my least favorite moment, I would say, is like the plot progression with the Mystic Blue Diamond. Mm. Like, Sands of Time reveal the mm. diamond in the rough. It's yeah. just like, it's just how, why, yeah, what? Yeah. It's point. just so bad. It just yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like you get the comedic moments with uh, with Iago in there, but yeah. that's it. It's just like plot progression, move it along, because yeah, yeah. Like yeah, like it's it's the blue fairy telling telling them that he's in Monstro again. Yeah, exactly. And it's just yeah, I don't like it. That's my least favorite moment. Fair. All right, uh, on to favorite moment, Sarah. Uh, when the genie is freed. Ooh. I just love that. It's a very happy moment. If I'm if I'm in the right frame of mind when watching, it makes me cry. I can see that. I can see that. It's a good moment. I mean, yeah, yeah the concept of just being free. But even, even just, like, the moment before where he's, like, saying, like, you know, it's okay. I'll, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's willing to sacrifice you, himself, but Aladdin is willing to sacrifice his happiness. You won't find another girl like this in a million years. Ah, believe me, I've looked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that that's a yeah. I, that's a very good a good favorite. Brandon, what is your favorite? Mm, I think my favorite moment would be the introduction to the cave of wonders, like the first time we see it. Ooh. It's like the just, scarabs mm, flying and Yeah, stuff? like it's just cool. That's a that, good yeah. moment. See, now that's a good plot progression because it's just, like, stark. Yeah. It's just like, oh, maybe these two things were kept apart for this very reason. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's just, it's like, if it was live action, it would be a beautiful shot. Yeah. And it still is. Like, you still call it shots with animated films and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it is still a beautiful shot, but it's just one of those that I think would translate, like, directly to real life. Mm. Like, if a director really wanted to, he could shoot that the same way and it would look incredible. Cool. I like this. Um, my favorite thing I, I find about this movie is I really like the Aladdin-Jasmine chemistry that they have between each other. Like, I like their moments on top of, his, like, in his shack, whatever, where he's just, like, his love. Yeah. <laughs> or in when they're over in China after their song and it's just like just their moments together and it's just like it's just really I don't know. It's I like it. It's romantic. I like it. They got good chemistry. Yeah. I like the way that it was written. And that's that's my favorite thing on that. Well and there is chemistry. It's not like Ariel looks at Eric yeah. and is like 
I'm in love. actual chemistry in this one, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. Or, you know, Snow White, where it's like, here's a girl in a cla- glass box. I'll kiss her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a ton of character development, but there is some yeah. character development. I agree. Um, yeah. Oh, so now we have to go with final thoughts and a letter grade. Sarah, we'll begin with you. Uh, Aladdin is not my favorite, but I always enjoy it, so I'd give it a B plus. It's pretty solid. Music's good. Decent characters. Fun story. Robin Williams. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Brandon, even with the Pinocchio reference, how are we gonna rank this? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I would put it. Oh, it's a tough one. It's. It's not bad. It's better story-wise than most of the films we've been watching so far. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I would knock it down a point and give it a C, but have to raise it back up to a B for Robin Williams. Ooh! I couldn't. I couldn't give Robin Williams a C. A solid yeah. B. So from... I would give it a B. Yeah. B from Brandon. All right. Um me with this film this is not one of my absolute favorites of the renaissance to watch like it still is a really good one but a lot of the the robin williams moments get feel really dated at certain points and i don't know like there's just some parts that just don't work and the villain is so over the top and it's just but he's still really good and but in that regard so um you know what? I'm going to have to say that this one is a B plus as, as well. I'm going to agree with Sarah on this one. A nice, a nice firm B plus. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. Okay. So we got a B and two B pluses. So that is a pretty consistent score. That, I think that is the most consistent score we've had ever. On I think this. so. Well, I think we all Oh, yeah. Toy no, that's Story true. Yeah, we did, we did all give Toy Story A's. Let's see. I think I got that written down somewhere right here. <laughs> All right. Ugh. No, I didn't write it down. Darn it. Oh. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure we all give Toy Story A's. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this question, Brandon. Are you a Disney fan yet? Um. You know, I actually didn't hate this one as much as I've hated a few. Uh, but no. <laughs> no. This is. This is all right. I'm a Robin Williams fan. <laughs> I have not hated this yeah. one as much as I hated others. Yeah. That is, that, yeah. Stellar. All right, Glowing. glowing review. Two thumbs down, four, three thumbs up. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. All right, so, um, uh, Sarah, you want to tell them where we can reach us? Where they can reach us? Yes. Well, we can reach each other pretty easily, Um, but they can reach us by shooting us a DM, a comment, whatever, on our Instagram at makingadisneyfan.pod. They can send us reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, Apparently, just send one of us a DM, too. That works pretty well. (laughs) Um, But if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review to kind of boost our visibility a little bit we would sure appreciate it so please consider leaving us a review on one of your podcast listening platforms all right 
So that is Aladdin. That is our third modern film. We're going to be switching it over to Pixar next time. And going back to the realm of Toy Story with Toy Story 2. Oh. So, going to go back to a, a good solid film for Brandon's enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, I have been Zach, TTFN. Ta-ta for now. I am Brandon. Help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. Bye, everybody. And I'm Sarah. Just keep swimming. All of our artwork is created by Becca Riley. You can go find her on Instagram at Becca Riley Art, spelled B-E-C-C-A-R-E-I-L-L-Y Art. Our theme song was written and performed by Marcus Beveridge. You can listen to more of his music on Instagram at marcus.and.sarah.music performing alongside me, your favorite Making a Disney fan lady. We hope you'll come back for our next episode soon. I don't, uh, I don't see it, but I do think Aladdin is a handsome prince, but I don't think he looks like Tom Cruise, and I also don't think Tom Cruise is that handsome, but whatever. I think I'm in the minority. No, I concur with you on that one. He's not an attractive man. <laughs> I mean, I'm in the, I think I'm in the minority for women who enjoy men. <laughs> I don't really count you in that demographic. Well, I still <laughs> agree with you on that regard. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Making a Disney Fan. We hope to see you next time. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow.